We Speak English Good has expanded to WSEG-TV. That's right. You can find us on Twitch every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us as we interview guests, we do live loops, and sometimes we have in-studio performances. Tune in at twitch.tv slash we speak English good. Also, go check out our sponsor, modedstudios.com. M-O-D-E-D-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. Moded Studios has all your favorite patches and apparel. Go check them out. Some of the hottest sellers are the Wu-Tang patches. Get a Wu-Tang patch that represents your country, your sports team, or just your favorite design. ModedStudios.com. Now on with the show. The mind might cling to a memory. Fist might hold to a grip. Many days may pass us by. Burning pain keeps a grasp on the wheel How am I supposed to be stronger? How can one pretend To wear a smile hour by hour with the thought of you So goodbye to the dreamer One who'll never see you When the sun turns over And the darkness is impossible To defend but at the end of the day Oh, I'll still raise a light to the ghost deal What I would do for 24 hours to finish chapter or two The maker has come to end the line but I Grab the pen and see the story through Can I stay stronger? How many days will I spend? Tossing and turning, holding back tears With thought of you Still in my head, so goodbye to the dreamer one who'll never see the When the sun turns over And the darkness impossible To defend but at the end of the day Oh, I'll still raise a light To the ghost of you Pictures of all the years erase my deepest fears at time. Won't ever let you go. Oh, it 
when I'm caught, I'm sure you'll be standing there. So goodbye to the dreamer, one who never sees the end. When the sun turns over, all the darkness. To the fence, so goodbye to the dreamer, oh, who will never see the end. When the sun turns over and the darkness is impossible, to defend but at the end of the day, oh, I still And that was today's guest, Young Sub 3, with an original called Epilogue, a song that you'll find nowhere but his Twitch stream. Find a link to his Twitch channel in the show notes. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Young Sub 3, or Jack Nadal. I I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm sorry, Jack. Uh, (laughs) Jack, or Young Sub 3, is a wonderful music streamer on Twitch. He is also a sports broadcaster in Minnesota. So uh, we have a really good conversation about how one becomes a sports broadcaster because I didn't know. Turns out, just go to school for it and learn communications and broadcasting. (laughs) I always make things more complicated. And plus, I think you have to have like an affinity for sports and well... I've always had this dream of being a radio DJ, but I don't want to go back to college just so I can get a broad, whatever degree I need to broadcast. So I'll just do this. This 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 satisfies that that dream, that childhood dream of being a DJ. In any case, uh, Jack is an awesome dude, just the nicest guy, and I highly suggest you go and check out his stream. Uh, his Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash youngsub3, Y-O-U-N-G-S-U-B-3, the number three. Yeah, so go check him out. Check out his streams. I'll put a link to his his uh, his face or his Facebook. Oh, my God. I'll put a link to his Twitch and his Instagram and his Twitter in the show notes. So please go down there and uh, click around and, and support your boy. Uh, we'll get to Jack in just a second, but first, check out reinamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and go and check out her streams on Twitch at twitch.tv slash She streams oh, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come and check out, hang out. I'm there in the chat. I'm the, one of the moderators, so come hang out with me and my lovely wife as we, uh, as uh, she performs. And sometimes I'm in there. And it's fun. She also has a a, a 
a uh, a new single out called Stew that I think you guys should go check out. It is a reggae jam from our boy AK who plays with the original Whalers. He's a producer out of San Diego and and also a band member of mine in the Skanks Roots Project. Love AK. Uh, he produced the track and Raina wrote and uh, arranged the lyrics and music and stuff. So uh, cool collaboration between them two. Awesome song. Uh, you can also find us on Twitch. We Speak English Good is on Twitch. If you didn't hear from the beginning, we do all kinds of fun stuff. One of the big things that I like to point out is that you're going to get content on the Twitch channel that you're never going to get here. Um, if you like the audio and you like where we've gone over the years, if you've been with us for a while <laughs> and you've stuck with us throughout all the changes, um, <clears throat> Which, by the way, I appreciate it. Love you. You're the best. But if you like this show, you're going to want to go and participate in the Twitch channel. Twitch.tv slash We Speak English Good. I'm telling you, it's a blast. You get to be a part of the conversation. You get to ask the questions you want to know. And, I mean, it's, it's amazing because it, the chat almost, sometimes, it's not always that, but the chat will shape the conversation so uh, please do come and hang out with us you get a chance to win these prizes uh, on uh, how much does it cost on craigslist so come on down hang out with us and uh we'll leave the light on for you i hope i don't get sued by that insurance company is that an insurance company no i think that's howard johnson's <laughs> all the kids remember howard johnson's hotels anyways um yeah, moving on. Um, go like, subscribe, review. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, um, the Twitter, Snapchat, Discord, Twitch, all of it. Go like us on all of the social media platforms. There's links in the show notes, so go click around and, and get get in touch with us. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on apple itunes or anywhere you can subscribe on uh, for podcasts you can subscribe on youtube which has music tutorials and all of the twitch stream live videos whatever the interviews from the videos so i take the videos from the twitch stream and put it on youtube so you guys can visually see the podcast which is amazing to me it it, it made a lot more work for me when I started doing all this, but luckily we got it down to a point where it, it, it's kind of a, a it, the, the machine is getting oiled. It's, I'm starting to learn how this all works. Um, so please do go subscribe on YouTube. And of course you can subscribe on Twitch, which I, I have to say it subscribing on Twitch directly supports this show. So it costs a few dollars, but if again, if you like this show, it, it, you, you're only supporting it. it you're only making it better you're only expanding it uh, every dollar that i get goes right back in the into improving this this podcast in the stream so please do go subscribe on twitch and of course you can leave a review this one is pretty important because it helps us to be found in the algorithm of the podcasting universe still looking for that good way of saying that still haven't found what i'm looking for uh so please do go and uh, leave a review if you can uh anywhere you can leave a review it helps and uh, i'll read them on air if you want if not whatever you can also email the show at we speak english good at gmail.com go ahead and send us your thoughts and your 
your dreams and your ambitions and i will sit here and judge them and read them on air no i'm just kidding i won't judge trust me i am not in a position to judge uh anyways okay guys let's get on over to young sub three or like i like to call him subby no i i don't call him subby i, I think i just call him jack <laughs> i think i call him jack or uh now i do because i'm telling you young sub if you didn't hear from that beginning song uh he just has a beautiful velvety voice and he just has a great vibe so please go support young sub three again the link to his twitch is in the show notes go like go subscribe go get some of that ass okay guys put your hands together for my pal young sub three Some love, everybody. Show them what it's about. Saucy chicken nugget. What's up, buddy? There he is. Oh, they're going wild for you. They're going wild for you, sir. Going. What's up, Mike? Hey, 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 hey. Anyways, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you sitting through that uh, that awkward bit of business <laughs> there. I, that's always the weird part for me because. I don't know, just having someone waiting for you to get done talking about yourself always just seems a little awkward. I don't know. Was it awkward for you? I hope it wasn't. No, man, just business as usual. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you saucy chicken nugget right out the gate with 200 biddies. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, Selby, you look subalicious. That That is coming from <laughs> Canadian Carla. What's up, Carla? Carlos thinks you look subalicious. What exactly is subalicious? Could you? Could That's you a good question. I Carla <laughs> Carla makes up a lot of stuff on her own, so we'll let her run with that one. Hey, subalicious. I'll take it. I mean, to me, it just seems like um, never mind. There's no need for me to dig deep into what subalicious <laughs> means. Young sub or, or Jack uh, to to some to to a select few. Uh, <laughs> what, how, how you been, man? You, uh, you, before we started, you said you're at the DMV. What, what, what kind of Dude. horror was, was, was unleashed, uh, down there? Well, my license expired on my birthday back in September. Yes. And then, I mean, cause of COVID, like nothing is happening like it's supposed to be happening. So, um, they're by appointment only and they've been booked up since my birthday. So today was the first day that I could get in there <laughs> and I had an appointment for, 8 a.m. and it still took me till like 10:30 to actually like get up to the counter and wow get through. So that, that I got I got I got the one I had to get done. So but it just kind of you know it's a morning at the DMV to start a Monday, start a work week or start a week. It's like really it couldn't, <laughs> couldn't yeah. get much worse than that. Like the people are just in a bad mood because they work at the DMV. It's just yeah. Like, you know. Well, well they work at the DMV, but then on top of that they're working at the DMV in the middle of a pandemic where. Instead of everybody getting nicer and coming together, I feel like everybody's gotten much more angrier. I mean, do you agree with that? I mean, I just feel like the 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 attitude out in the general population has been uh, a little uh, unsettled. I don't know. Do you agree with that? Yeah, just like I don't know, just like the general mood of society is just like kind of bitter right now. Like, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, it's 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 understandable, like right. with the fact that like the world is burning, but. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you're right. It's just like, and especially here in the States, like, 
not to get into all that stuff, but like there's a lot happening right now. And so it's just like that doesn't help de-escalate any situation. So just in general, people are going out and about and just, <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree, man. I agree. I just, I, I, you know, you would think in these times of crisis, people would band together, but people are so completely over banding together. Well, we can't really even band together. You know, technically, we're not supposed to band together. <laughs> technically, we're supposed Hey, hey, the human race. I appreciate that. 100 biddies. Uh, I appreciate that, man. The first round. Uh, yeah, man. It, it's just, it, it's so weird. So, like, the other day, my friend posted something. I'm in Toledo, Ohio, which is not too far from you. Uh, yeah. And our Sam's Club and our uh and the costco were both reporting on facebook of course uh that that toilet paper was out of out of out of stock so <laughs> we're looking at you know like it's happening again it, yeah yeah exactly so i'm just wondering how what cuz you're in minnesota right yeah. uh uh, what what is sort of the climate there? Are you guys going back into lockdowns, or are you guys? How so? Is... They've done like, they've just done. They've been putting in um, more restrictions again within the past. I want to say week or so, like bars and restaurants can't be open past 10 p.m. and mm. stuff like that. So I mean, Minnesota compared to some states has been much better. Mm. But I mean, it's still, you know, it's not like I can go out and do anything fun. Right. Without having to like worry about, yeah, dying, <laughs> which is really weird. That's one thing we've been sort of talking about here is just how these weird restrictions, like 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 bars are closed past ten, like like I don't know, like like COVID only comes out at night or something. It's like <laughs> you know, like it, you know, we're sending kids back to school, and, but but you know, you can't go visit your dying relatives in the hospital. It just. There's a lot of like mixed messages. Has has Minnesota kind of had more of a con, like uh, consistent sort of policies, or has it been like everybody I, yeah. else? No one knows, and everything's crazy. They've been. I mean, they've been pr- pretty proactive. I mean, they got out in front of things more than like, for instance, Wisconsin or Texas or any some of those states. But right. um, honestly, it's it's just it's just. You know, and especially it's hard because like I'm 25, mm-hmm. and you know the it seems like the younger you are, the more oblivious you are. Or at least generally speaking, you know people my age are just kind of oblivious to things and you know kind of self-centered. And I have some good friends that have no problem going out partying with people and stuff. And I mean, I'm a, I'm basically an old man in like a 25 year old body, so I'm perfectly fine sitting at home reading the newspaper, not reading the newspaper, but sitting at home and. <laughs> Watching Twitch and you know hanging out, but so for me it's not that big of an issue. But um, yeah, man, it's a crazy world out there. Yeah, no, I I, I have uh, I have I have some family members who have from the beginning they're younger. I'm not going to mention any names, but <laughs> <laughs> call them out. Family fights. No, but they have given zero fucks. They have given zero shits about any of regulations. They have been out partying. They have been doing their thing. And, you know, nothing against them. I love them to death. But, you know, like throughout this whole time, I'm just sitting there like, again, they're going out. Again, you see on Facebook, they're all hanging out with their friends. They're all hanging out each other. Yeah. Like, yeah, you might as well be making out. It's... <laughs> I'm just, but but when you look at all these people having all this fun, and you're just like, what is going on? Why am I still at home? And, and, and like yourself, I'm 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 well, I'm I'm physically an old man. I'm getting there. I'm not old. 
but I'm getting there. But I have, I do have that. Yeah, no names given. No names given, nephew. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I have no problem with staying in, and and that's been like sort of this whole time in the in the lockdown. I was like. I'm a musician. I'm a content creator. I sit at home all the time, anyways. So yeah. when you're seeing all these people out, like, I, of course you got. I got to take myself out of my own body and be like, okay, just because you like lockdown or not like it, I don't like this. But I'm, just because you're comfortable here doesn't mean everybody else is. And you know, people have to figure out you know their own way to sort of get through this. But I don't know, man. I, <laughs> have you been seeing the same thing? Like your friends are just out partying and you're just like, oh, well, okay. Yeah, man. And I'm over. Well, and it's harder for me too because like, um, like I said, I don't really have a desire to go out. But then my, so I'm back living at home with my parents right now and my dad's high risk. So it's, oh, yeah. it's kind of, it'd be selfish for me to even make any of those moves anyways. But yeah, you're just seeing, you know, my buddies that, like I said, or just still in college or just graduated from college like they're still living like the young party up kind of lifestyle you know how it is yes. so that's that's their the kind of mindset and it's i mean it's hard to turn off and yeah um luckily i've been through the ringer enough to like not hopefully be mentally a little more mature than that but you know what happens <laughs> well, well i don't know i have my moments i have my moments hey man well that's the other thing is you know, you get these messages that you know, the youth are okay. They're, they could just run through this and they can just get over it. And so you see those reports. And I feel like as soon as those reports came out, like back in, in like April and May and stuff, as soon as those like, it doesn't seem like young people uh, affect them all that much. It just seemed like Florida and like, you know, fucking the West Coast, all the spring breakers were just like, yeah, we're out here doing it. It was just... I don't know, man. It's just so many different mixed messages out there. And, and you know, there was protest. Like, well, it was really interesting because you saw these people were, were there's these doctors who were saying it's okay to go out and protest, but, you know, you can't say your final goodbyes to your, your grandma in the hospital. And I just, oh, it was just crazy to me. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it's just a weird time. Uh, I had to step away. Are they taking mindset, talking mindset? Um, uh, kind of, I guess so. Uh, 26 year old, do you date in this time of COVID? Ooh, I like that sub as a 26 year old. Do you date in this time of COVID? So Carla is a good friend of mine. So she's going <laughs> to tease me. I'm actually 25 and she, for whatever reason, has this conspiracy theory that I'm lying about my age <laughs> ever since I've met her. You might be. Um, <laughs> I don't know you that so, well. <laughs> but um but no i have i have not i have not been dating during this time of covid mm. where, so. where when when you do date are you one to do you like it the old school way where you meet someone at the store or at the bar or, or were you all about the the swipe left and swipe right um i'm definitely old-fashioned in a certain sense mm. um but uh, yeah i'm not uh, yeah I would say I'll leave it at that. I'm more old fashioned in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Hey, no, I feel you, man. I feel you. No, I, I got married before uh, before the age of Tinder, so like I oh, feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. I feel like I missed out on this like whole thing because like again, I'm getting up there in age, and I remember the time when meeting somebody online was considered to be. 
you know, weird and like, you, you know, mm. what I mean, there was this stigma attached to mm. it. Like you're going to get raped and left in the ravine, you know, and, and then there's going to be an SVU uh, episode all about your case and it's going to be sad. But but that quickly dissipated as as time went on. And I remember Craigslist, Craigslist, Craigslist used to have that. uh <laughs> They used to have like a dating section type thing, and I don't know if they still do, but I remember that was looked at as weird and stuff. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I missed out on like this whole, not that I'm unhappy about that because I'm happily married. <laughs> I, I'm totally cool with my wife. Like, she's awesome and such. Uh, and plus, she's also my mod. So, you know, hey. <laughs> but, the but but you know, like there's this, there's this, uh, there's this side of me that grew up in the time where it was weird stigma attached to it. So I was never interested in doing that. But mm-hmm. uh, but now that it's out there and it's so acceptable, I'm just like, wow, I, well, you know, I'm seeing like my middle aged like day trader friends who are just slaying like left and right, just knocking them down. And I'm just like, wow, where was this when I was like <laughs> sad and lonely in my little room? Like, I wish I had someone to talk to or... But you know, whatever time marches on, and 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 uh, I, I I appreciate what I have. Uh, <laughs> so with this, I I noticed on your on your profile on Twitch, which I didn't catch before, but um, the, you were a sports announcer. What what? How does how does one become a sports announcer? I I, I mean, I don't I, I don't know anything about sports, so I know I'm out. But sure. <laughs> you know, uh, I met one beach bum on Plenty of Fish dating website, and we have been together for ten years. Well, that's beautiful. See, and I'm not judging it. You know, what I mean, like I, there was a time. I'm, I'm sure you remember Nelly. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, age you or anything, but I'm saying I'm sure there was a time where you remember that uh, that you know dating online was there was this weird stigma, and I, I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying I missed out on the good times. Is all. <laughs> <laughs> but sports announcer, what? How did you get into that? Well, it was it was a, definitely a journey to get to there. Um, so I originally graduated high school, and I had my um, I had my heart set on serving in the military at first. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was originally um, planning on studying on. I had applied to some of the service academies here in the states. Um, and I ended up going to school um, my freshman year uh, for uh, engineering, for um, industrial engineering. And uh, I was in the Naval ROTC program. Oh, cool. So it was all set up that I would, I would my school was paid for. Um, and as soon as I got my degree, I would become a, an officer in the Navy and then, you know, have a military career. Um, and it took me about two classes uh, my first week to figure out that, uh, engineering, at least for me, really sucked. Um, <laughs> like really bad. Like, dude, like I was so outside of my outside of my element, and um, you know, I I had mostly just picked the easiest degree of the options that I had. Wait, wait, that, wait, wait. I mean, it wasn't well, easy. Yeah, wait, yeah. I was gonna say you you picked the easiest option, engineering. <laughs> I mean, of of the engineer, like. 
so the the Navy was looking for science and math and and medicine majors mostly for that ROTC program. So instead of going into like aerospace engineering or nuclear engineering, I was like, yes. oh, industrial engineering, you know, this is practical. If I get out of the military, I can go find a nice civilian job, blah, blah, blah. And it still sucked. Like, it was so <laughs> awful. I could not focus on anything. I was not interested. Um, we were waking up. At 5 a.m., we'd have our Navy workouts in the morning, and we'd have two Navy classes before even, you know, 8 a.m. university started. And so um, I lasted a full year, and then I was like, I just got to get out. I got to get out. So um, I forfeited my full-ride scholarship because <laughs> I just I couldn't take it. It was just like, you know, I'm going to hate my life if I keep doing this. Like, this is just something I can't keep going with. Um, so I ended up dropping out of school after a year. Oh, yeah. And uh, and so that's where I was kind of like, you know, I really don't know what I want to do now because that was not it. Right. <laughs> like I had been planning for three years. Like this is my plan. I'm going to go serve in the military, get out, start a family, have a nice job. Everything's going to work out all nice and, you know, flowers and rainbows and kittens, which never is. <laughs> um, and so I, I took a... I decided to take a year off and then... Uh, I, but I still wanted to serve in the military. I just... I didn't want to torture myself so i ended up enlisting um in the navy um so i went through boot camp and then uh i ended up going the the reserve route instead of active duty because i was like i still i still want to try to attempt an education again just something that's not gonna you know murder me in the process just trying to get through it freaking nails on a chalkboard um yeah what 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 about when you're in school what was it what was the moment where you're just like oh my god this is not gonna be this is not gonna work for me it was my first round of exams it was my first round of midterms and i spent probably three weeks studying and i failed every single one of my exams (laughs) that's a good indicator that's a good indicator (laughs) that you don't give a shit and i was like you know and it was it wasn't I mean, it was definitely a little bit of both just like me. I, I don't want to say I couldn't have done it, but it's just like, you know, it was clicking for everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just sitting there like, you know, like it was a foreign language to me or something. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got out and I enlisted in the Navy. I went the reserve route. And then that next year I decided to go back to school. And um, growing up, sports was a background for me. And uh, I was like, you know, what else can I do that's not going to fry my brain? Um, and... Um, I had a little bit of a performance background, so I was like, well, let's take something that I'm familiar with, sports, and something that I'm comfortable with, performing, and how can I tie those two together? Um, so I decided to go back to school for uh, sports broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And so um, I reapplied, got into Can- KU. I went to, I'm still enrolled in Can- at Kansas, and um, they had a sports broadcasting program, and, and that's what I've been been focusing on the last uh, three and a half, almost four years now. Is this something that you're finding you're much more uh, involved and more attracted to? Yes. Uh, <laughs> from the first from the first week that I was involved, um, uh, our first homework assignment was to watch your favorite, uh, compile your five favorite sports moments of your life and write a paragraph about them. It's like, okay, well, that's not hard. I just got <laughs> to think back like, oh, what are some of my favorite memories? Um, and uh, and I wrote a paragraph and I was like, okay, well, this is it. And then uh, I just kind of sparked the love. And um, 
Fortunately, uh, at KU, they had an awesome program where as an undergrad student, I'm still technically enrolled there, um, but as an undergrad undergrad student, um, you could work for the university, in, like working in the industry at an entry level as, as a student still. Um, so I had some awesome opportunities pretty much from day one. Um, my first year there, I was broadcasting KU basketball, which is one of the best programs in the country. And I was 20 years old at the time, so... Um, I, I got lucky. Um, like it was, it was, it was a shit show getting there, um, for sure. But um, I mean, it's worked out, and it's something that uh, something I'm passionate about. Um, I've been out of work since COVID hit, um, but I'm hoping that uh, eventually, once we get back back into it, that things will start back up again for me. So, with broadcasting, now you were able to sort of find a find a job with that, or I, I know that in in college you get off, you get these great opportunities to sort of do things with no experience. Like when I was going to school for music, I was able to play at like really cool jazz clubs around town where mm-hmm. I had no business being, and I probably would have <laughs> never been accepted into if it wasn't for like a jazz program. And then of course you get like those awesome performances that the school brings in and all that so so i know school has that sort of opportunity laid out for you especially if you're going into a field like broadcasting but were you able to go out and find like local broadcasting jobs as well or has it all been academically thus far um so it was it was um at uh actual entry level so um i was actually contracted out through the university to be to work um, for uh, their athletics department. So for oh, nice. the last two years, um, I had been doing work. I was the uh, the the voice of Kansas Soc the soccer program, um, and then I was also um, on broadcast teams that covered both KU football and basketball, um, and that was through the university as opposed to being through classes and such. Well, they're calling for they're calling for a sample of your announcer voice. Um, and again, if if anybody, any, everybody who's new to the channel, if you if you got a question for the guest, I, I try to stay on top of chat, but I, I sometimes I can miss it. And uh, I know I know Canadian Carla asked this earlier. So, uh, but it, it, if you if you can uh, use the the channel points because it just makes it easier for me to see the questions. And it's only one fresh bar, so it, it shouldn't break the bank or anything. Thing, but uh, uh, I, they they want an example of the announcer voice. Oh boy! Okay, um, it's been it's been a while. It's been six months since I last called something. So um, let me see here. Hey, Fun Fox, welcome. So I'll just I'll make up something on the spot. Sure, I, I can't. So uh, <clears throat> well, I'll I'll practice like I'm calling uh, calling a football game here. All right. All right. Um, let's see. Canadian Carla lined up in the slot ball at the 45-yard line. 12-26 left in quarter number one. Snap is back. Sanchez drops back, looks to his left, across the middle, fires to his right. Carla pulls the ball in at the 50. She's headed towards the sideline. 40, 35, 30, cuts back towards the middle, makes a man miss, spins past another. 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Canadian Carla. Go! That was awesome, and yeah. the crowd goes wild. Oh my, that was good. That was really good. It was, a little bit rusty there, but <laughs> that was really good. Um, there's a there's a 
Oh, I didn't do that right. Did I do it right? Oh, golly. I just, I'm not on top of anything today. Uh, <laughs> so, it, with, oh, thank you. Thank you, We Speak English, for those claps. <laughs> uh, it, now, is there, is because, you know, there's definitely a distinct uh, voice that you go into. You have this, like, Carla going 35, 40, 20, you know, like doing that. There's definitely a voice there. Is that something that you sort of pick up, or is that do, hey oversight? Welcome, welcome. Uh, is that or is that something that you sort of uh, you just pick up from your your coworkers and just because there is like that quite quite descent quite 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 essential. Jeez, Louise, we speak <laughs> English good. There is this sort of standard voice that people go to. So I'm just wondering how you acquired yours. So uh, some people are born with. Just the perfect broadcast voice. You think that of some of the me. national broadcasters that are on the news and such. You know, unfortunately, I was not blessed with one of those. Um, <laughs> I have, um, generally speaking, I have a higher voice for a male. Um, me too. So for yeah, so for <laughs> me, for me approaching broadcasting, um, getting into it, it was my first semester. I was I was shadowing at a radio station, and uh, our direct our program director there. Um, basically said there's, you know, there's that, that tier of people that are, you know, the guys on the national news or the national radio, um, that just have it, they're right. just born with it. Right. Um, and he pretty much told me that you want, or actually I had to study, I studied a little bit this too. There's a certain range to the human ear that is like for both male and female voices, that is kind of like the sweet spot. Like your ear, it just, it's, you know, kind of just fills perfectly in your ear. So I, I can't remember off the top of the head where that was. But so I actually studied for about a semester trying to kind of adjust my voice to fit into that range when I went into any like broadcasting work. Um, and the hardest thing about it is, is because I wasn't born with that voice, obviously, you know, I have to try to adjust it on the, while, while I'm going without making it sound too artificial um, because that was my problem. I was thinking, look, listening back to some of my old tapes when I first started and, you know, I was kind of doing the big fakey stuff like this. And, you know, <laughs> the, the guys that are on the infomercials are like, welcome to movie phone. Press one for theaters near you. Like I was doing that cheesy shit. And... Um, so and I'm I'm still not you know I'm still not where necessarily I want to be or hopefully where I'll be farther down the line. But for me, it was legitimately studying um, that range of where you want your voice to be. What's the what's the cleanest? What's the easiest listening to the human ear? Mm. Um, and trying to stay in that range and control your voice as much as possible. Um, when you're speaking, um, obviously, like so, I was working at a radio station too. It's much easier when you're sitting in a studio and you're just announcing, you know, news or stories or talking. You know, me and you sitting here talking, it's a lot easier to control. But when you're out at a stadium or an arena, there's 15,000 people all screaming and st stuffs happening that you're not expecting. It's it's a it's a lot more difficult to do then. So that's that's still where I'm not obviously. You know, I've been working in the industry for two years, but I'm not a quote unquote like tenured professional or experienced mm. professional yet. So that's like the next step for me. Um, if I want to take it to the next level, if I want to become a, a bigger broadcaster, um, that would be something that I would have to focus on. Yeah. And, and you like, 
Like, what are some of the techniques that you sort of had to incorporate to 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 sculpt out this voice, this your your announcer voice? It's almost like it's kind of like music, where you know you don't want peaking, right. something like that. You're 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 basically there's like internal dials you have to be thinking about, which is, I mean, I, that sounds complicated. It's not as bad, um, but it just you know once. You know, when something exciting really happens, when I raise my voice, mm. um, when I get really excited like this, like, I'm, you know, not to go, the Carlos screaming down the sideline. You know, I don't want, when I raise my voice, there's, I still want to control it. You know, although I can bring the volume up without necessarily getting out of that sweet spot. Mm. I, I, I picture it kind of just like a box. Like, I want to stay within this box no matter where I'm speaking. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's still not perfect. Like, um, I was broadcasting soccer um, this past, not this fall, but, uh, a year, a year, a year ago, I guess. And, uh, even there were some calls, some big playoff moments and I was still squeaking. <laughs> so that's, that's where I knew I was still not where I want to be. And it, it's, it is hard because like I said, I, I have to do my best to not sound artificial because like, obviously me sitting here with you, like you hear my voice now, like everyone listening, hears my voice now, like this is my normal voice and so when i go into broadcasting like you can hear it change slightly but for people sitting at home if they've never heard me speak like this is how they think i would sound but i need to make it sound um natural and not make it sound like oh i'm just sitting here in a studio trying to fake my artificial broadcast voice (laughs) and you listen back to like old tapes of like TV hosts and radio hosts from like the 50s and 60s, like that was how you did it. Like you, you had tons of inflection in your voice, and right. you know, but you know that's not natural. And it, you know now people are, you know, media has grown where pe- you know that sticks out like a sore thumb right. if you're if you're faking it. Right. Um, so that's that's the big challenge, I guess, for for me, um, without having that big, booming uh, Tom Brokaw voice or whatever, or yeah. Al Michaels or, or whoever your favorite. TV reporters are or whatever. Yeah, and and we have we have a we have a question that falls falls into that is uh, who is your sports broadcast idol if you had one or current wait that or current if different than that one. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I would say um Al Michaels is someone that I've studied a lot. Um and his his voice has actually changed. Um well, he's also been broadcasting for years and years, and technology has also gotten better. Um, but even even he studying, I studied him, and then a guy named Doc Emmerich, mm. um, who is a big hockey broadcaster here in North America. Um, and I also studied Doc Emmerich because he actually had surgery on his vocal cords wow. in order to change um, change his change his voice. So he he went, even went a step beyond me. Not only did he adjust his voice that's not his natural voice he actually had surgery in order to change the register of which his voice was was sitting at whoa whoa, wait, wait so wait. that is an- he he had surgery to to change his voice not because he needed to have surgery but just because he wanted a different tone of it he voice. wanted a different register whoa, for broadcasting that's so crazy. he what, what he, did he do he's a fascinating uh, fascinating case for broadcasting, what 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 kind what kind of surgery? What is that? Do you know exactly what they had? I don't. I don't know what I mean, they yeah. did. Are you, but, you don't know uh, what the medical terms of <laughs> destroying your vocal cords just so you have a deeper, more robust voice is? Wow, that was a lot of words. But yeah, but for him, it's not. He doesn't even have necessarily a deep voice, but he has 
like I said, it's just it's in that sweet spot now where it's just it's picked up very cleanly by the human ear. It's enjoyable to listen to when he right. when he gets all excited. He, you know, his voice doesn't blow out of proportion or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's an interesting case that I studied too, just to to work on controlling your voice um, in the most natural way possible. Yeah, and 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 it, yeah, Mango was saying that you got a sweet spot, and I I do too. I I think that uh, you have a great voice that. You know, and I get that too. And by the way, welcome your favorite today. Nice to see you. Nice to see your beautiful username in the chat. Uh, but the 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 I I always feel like I have a <laughs> I stop saying what I used to say because I don't want to make anybody mad. But I always feel felt like my voice sort of leaned on the fen- feminine side of things. And I've even been, uh, in my younger days, I've been uh, mistaken over the phone. It's like, ma'am, ma'am, please calm down. Really? Ma'am, ma'am, please, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, but I was younger. But but then again, I, you know, I hear back from people who's like, no, you're, you have a great voice for this. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know. It's like when you hear your voice back and after it's been recorded, uh, are you past the, I don't know if you've even had this moment, but are you past the like, oh God moments or, or is this still resonate? Um, this still hit your ear weird or, or are you okay with your voice? Are, are you okay with your voice, young sub? <laughs> I don't know if anyone is necessarily okay with. I know their people voice. who are like, very okay with their voice. They're like, "Yeah, my voice is wonderful." In fact, the our next guest, maybe our next guest, is is a voiceover actor. His name is Bentley, oh, okay. and he he loves his own voice. He talks like this, and he makes tons of money just doing voiceover work all the time. So he sits awesome. there, and he yes, he loves his own voice. Talks about his own voice with with great reverie uh, to anybody that listens. So uh, <laughs> there are people who do like their voice, but I mean, for you personally, was there? Do you like it, or is it something that you're getting used to? Or like, where do you? I mean, because it's such a vulnerable part. It's a vulnerable it instrument, you it know. Is. So I, I don't know. Where are you? What's your comfortability with it? Um, I would say just knowing my line of work, I'm n- I'm not. I'm not like, oh, my voice is awesome. I just love listening to myself. I just sit at home and I just put myself on repeat to any tape I have of myself. Right. No. Um, <laughs> Which, by the way, Bentley um, Michaels does. <laughs> um, so, so for me, I'm not there. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's something that I, but it, because it is my line of work, it's something I try to take pride in. So mm-hmm. I, I do. I do care about it. I do not necessarily focus on it, but I do, um, you know, put give attention to how I sound, how I speak, you know, how normal, both normal conversation and then when, when I'm doing work. Because yeah. um, in, in this industry, I mean, like I said, you're, you're in the broadcast industry too. You're doing all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know the deal. Presentation is everything, how you carry yourself, how you come off to people. Yeah. Um, and especially me as a, as a young broadcaster just trying to make it in the industry. It's all about first impressions. It's all about who you know. So how, how do I want to set myself up? How do I want to look? How do I want to sound um, when I have opportunities to meet people, make connections, network, et cetera, that kind of stuff? So, yeah, I would say I definitely am always kind of thinking about it, um, but I'm not necessarily um, – I'm not, I'm not necessarily uh, pleased, 100% pleased 
with my sound necessarily which i I think which is healthy i I think it's healthy you know for anybody who's like oh no young sub don't say that about yourself we love you (laughs) but but there is this part about um just just trying to get better i think that that a lot Mm. of people a lot of people who especially hardworking um creatives or hardworking anybody but people who notice you know what are the weaknesses in my plane? What are the weaknesses in my voice? What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? Am I doing this wrong? Is that wrong? Am I am I doing something wrong? You know, like like being overcritical of yourself could be definitely like this self de- detrimental thing. But I definitely think that there needs to be a part of you because what's the alternative? It's like my voice is the shit. I'm the <laughs> best. You look at me, listen to my voice, look at me rock out. And and then you run into these people who are like that, who are very, you know, they're very, yay. They're, they're always congratulating themselves. But then when you, when you see them in action, you're like, well, you need a lot of work, you know? And I'm not trying to say people suck because, well, some people suck. But it, it's, but, but there is, <laughs> I mean, seriously, there's some people who suck who are like out there like, I'm the shit. And, and that's just sort of a way of covering up and masking insecurities. But I, I, yeah. I, I definitely, oh, oh, we got things. Uh, what was that? Who was that? Oh, Sab, Sabi, oh, Sabby Spark. Am I saying that wrong? That Sabi Spark. Sabi Spark was that? Hey, hey, Sabi, thank you so much for dropping in. I appreciate it. Thank you for the follow, of course. Uh, oh, we got a question that I, I'm sorry, Detroit Gladiator. Have you taken acting classes, uh, Sub? I have never taken acting classes, but I do have an acting background. Um, I got into it. theater pretty pretty young, um, um, and so that kind of. Uh, helped with my comfortability performing, being in front of people, public speaking, etc. Um, fortunately, that's not something that's ever been um, a hurdle for me. I know some people, for some people, you know, getting on camera, speaking in front of a group is the hard, most terrifying thing ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, which is, you know, it's understandable. For um, sure. But I'm fortunate enough that I've never really had that issue. Um, and I think that is just from being in front of people, performing at an early age. I was... Um, yeah, I was in in plays and um, I did a little acting. Um, I was, you know, um, pretty much up through my freshman year of college. I was still acting and um, even working as an extra in movies and stuff. Oh, sweet! So. Is that you're working as an extra in your area? Yeah. So it was when I was out my first year when I was in the ROTC program um, because I was so frustrated with school. I was looking for other fun things to do. Yeah. So uh, I was in. Uh, I was in a uh, a men's chorus, um, and our uh, our direct choir director knew a um, talent agency or had connections to a talent agency out in Pittsburgh. That's where I was out in Pittsburgh, um, and they film a lot of movies out there. Something with the tax laws; it's mm-hmm. cheaper for them. So, anyways, um, they were casting for extras for a movie, and they sent. And they were like, "We need." Christmas carolers to be in the background of a scene. We need people that can sing and just kind of stand there. And so I just signed up, and it had been a couple of years since I had done any real acting, but um, they didn't really need us to do anything else. So I just showed up at the audition with a headshot and my resume that said I had been in uh, theater in high school. <laughs> in high school. <laughs> and um, real pro all the way through, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, I just, all I did was basically like community theater and stuff and like high school shows. Um, but then they're like, all right, just sing for us. So I sang a song and then there was like 
probably 30 people there so they like had a split off into groups of like six and just do like harmonies and stuff and then like a week later they called me back and they're like all right well you're gonna be an extra in this movie show up at this date at this time and yeah and then that was it were you ever able to uh yeah yeah sub as a movie star now and now <laughs> now you're a movie star uh, <laughs> not not a, according to my imdb imdb page i have one credit to my name so hey, that's not hey, uh, hey that one credit man that one hey dylan welcome welcome uh what kind of movie was it i mean it, uh, it, it was, was a christmas movie was it, was, it? Uh, oh go ahead no, go ahead. What were you going to ask? Um, well, I mean, can we see it? Is there a way to see young sub out there singing in the background? Yeah, it's... it's. I'm I'm on screen for literally, like, three seconds. Dude, um, but you don't know how many actors and actresses would, like, murder their firstborn just to get that three seconds of, of FaceTime. That's true. That's so, true. Um, but uh, it was pretty cool because, like, it was... It was a movie through CBS Films, and it wasn't just, like, an indie. It was, like, a legitimate, like out in theaters and there was some like pretty big names in it which was kind of cool because I, I didn't get to work with a lot of them but um so my specific scene is we were christmas carolers in a hospital and olivia wilde i don't Ooh. know if you're familiar oh i'm yeah. familiar with olivia wilde yeah <laughs> i don't know so, what that even means that, that's, that was kind of creepy never mind <laughs> anyway so she was trying to she was trying to chase uh chase down her um love interest in a hospital and she like we were in we were like walking down the hallway caroline and oh. she like truck sticks me like through <laughs> me in the hallway did, so what did her and hair- we had to film the scene like 20 times so i got to like rub in or i not rub got to, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what i meant to say i got to rub olivia wilde 20 no i got run into by olivia wilde like 20 times um yeah, I got a really serious question here. Um, what did her hair smell like? Um, just kidding. That was horrible. And <laughs> we're gonna move. You had me like, thinking for a second. I, I know like, I did. That was just hmm, five years ago on this date. I think I leaned into that a little hard. Like. <laughs> Bad joke, everybody. Bad joke. <laughs> well, that's fucking exciting. I mean, so so this was you said this was in Pittsburgh. So, yeah. so how long did you were you out in Pittsburgh for? Did you spend a lot of time out there? I mean, yeah. it was just a year while I was in school. I went to Pitt. That was the first year I spent at school. Sweet. Um. So just yeah, just one year. Hell yeah. So but, when did uh, when did you get into music? Do you have a lineage of music in your family? Not really. Um, neither of my parents. Are, I mean, they enjoy music, but like they didn't really play any instruments or anything. Um, my dad. Uh, pretty much from the time that I was little, he tried to push uh, classic rock on me. Um, this is a this is a story I bring up in my stream sometimes. I'm ready for um, it. But while you know, when you're young, most parents will play their kids like the ABCs or like the Itsy Bitsy Spider stuff like that, right? Yeah. So my memories, my the one of the few memories I have from like when I was really little was taking a bath. And Pink Floyd's money was just cranking in the background. That's 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 the music I grew up on. So he had me listening to like Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and the Beatles and all those ACDC, all those bands, pretty much since I was really tiny. Um, So wait, you're saying that with kind of like a detest in your face? Like I'm just reading like (laughs) since I was a child, this was in my freaking ear. (laughs) I would say at the time. 
and you because know, I'm up, listening and I'm like, that's that's awesome. I, my no, dad, that, <laughs> and, I love those bands. And, look, and looking back on it now, I'm like, oh my gosh, like thank you, Dad. But at the time, you know, and growing up as a young teen, and especially as I got older, and I was, you know, as a young teenager, everyone has their rebellious, oh, yes. angsty years. So I was like. By the time I was like twelve or fourteen, I was like, "Dad, I why do you why are you making me listen to your music? I don't want to listen to your music. I want to listen to my music." So of course I went out and I found the, some shitty hip hop and stuff that was popular at the time. Like what? Um, what was popular when I was that age? I like Soldier Boy. Soulja I thought Soldier Boy, Boy was the coolest. I hey, thought that was. I thought hey. I was the. I was the shit because I listened to Soldier Boy. Hey, hey, you know what? Uh, um, I, I have, I have a, a young nephew that uh, was in the Soldier Boy too. So you know what? <laughs> but this now is- I'm looking back and it's like Jack, Jack, come on, dude. Like you're. And so and then I would say within the last like five years i've i've definitely changed back but yeah i've i really don't have changed much lineage in music i like i like i changed back since then i I'm changed no back longer... to being to being cultured <laughs> um wait, wait but there's nothing wrong with hip-hop hip-hop is amazing i love hip-hop like my... no but i'm like like the, <laughs> the like the wave. cheesy crap the, like the cheesy like just i i, I listen to what i listen be... to songs just so i could like learn dances and stuff just to, like impress girls in middle school it's that's like... amazing that's <laughs> i wish i would have had that foresight as a young man no no <laughs> no because look at now i'm a 25 year old man and what am i going to do with the doogie nothing absolutely nothing <laughs> absolutely nothing i i spent so many hours like in the bathroom mirror like mm. and now i'm sitting here like okay now i play singer songwriter acoustic music what does that do for me absolutely nothing but i can still do it i mean like if anyone was like kidnapped me and they're like yo we need you to hit the doggy from like 2010 i'll be like i got you like, i mean what other practical purposes that have hey man you know uh, <laughs> You know, I always think about this too, like in like at the end of the world, like in the zombie apocalypse or in the in the COVID apocalypse. Uh, you know, like what would my role be as a musician in the in the post apocalyptic world? And it's like, of course, you need doctors and you need you know nurses and you need educators and you need engineers. You need all these people. And then there's me over here. It's like, hey, I can I can talk to somebody for hours on end. Um, I can uh, I can play the guitar. I um I can I can play piano. Is there a piano around? I can do that if there's one available. And I just find myself constantly thinking like, well, you would be useless. <laughs> you would be fucking useless. <laughs> no one would need you. You would be better off feeding the herd. You know, like you'd be better yeah. off feeding the engineer so he can use his big brain to uh you know <laughs> to bring back light and and electricity <laughs> so you know uh but but yeah i mean the dougie uh, in the post-apocalyptic world where do you think you would fit in oh uh comic relief like the like the guy that just stands <laughs> off to the side that if anyone's like starting to have like a shitty day they're like i mean yeah your day's shitty but are you really as bad as jack are you really as bad as young sub three right now like, <laughs> probably not let's everybody <laughs> divert our attention to jack yeah, <laughs> you are not doing so bad. Just everybody look at Jack. You're good. Yeah, that, you're good. That would be that'd be me. That'd be me if we, <laughs> if it came down to it. Oh my god. Uh, maybe you could start a TikTok trend and bring back the Dougie. There you go. I mean, I guess so. My five minutes of fame. <laughs> Your five minutes. You know what's funny about TikTok? I was just listening to this podcast about TikTok and how you know how 
at the beginning of the pandemic, everybody was like, get on TikTok because you're going to uh-huh. get like a million followers. And apparently they were stacking the deck and they that's what they still are. They they stack the deck with, with likes because you get all these hearts and likes or whatever from mm-hmm. these phantom users. And it just turns out that they're just stacking the deck because they were trying to get in on that Facebook users because, you know, people get that dopamine release when they get likes and when they get shares and when they get Uh the more views, the more dopamine you get. Oh, thank you, Mighty Mighty, for the claps. Um, But it's... uh, So it was interesting to find out that TikTok sort of was using this sort of manipulation uh, to sort of move in on the Facebook uh, um, uh, users and, and the Instagram users. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it turns out it's just that they inflated all the likes and all the like follower wow. lists and stuff. And so it's all just fake. And, and I mean, and not to say that there aren't TikTokers out there who are living in TikTok mansions and having TikTok parties, which the fuck but <laughs> you know wild and sober what's up man you're not too late you're good you're you're always on time when you're in the chat baby uh yeah so it was just a it was just a it's just yeah it's really weird it's, a, it's just a really weird um platform that i'm not really into i have a question but they're making me dig through the chat to find it so hold on uh <laughs> did you know james connor while at pitt I did. I actually had a class with him. Him and Tyler Boyd were in my, one of my freshman like intro level classes. Well, there you go. Um, did you did you become best friends with him? I did not. What I did, did not. what did their hair smell like? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was it was cool though because um, for those of you that don't know, James Conner is a football player. I uh, right now, he plays in the NFL for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and his kind of claim to fame was um, he got. Um, Leukemia. Oh, God. Um, his I want to say his third year in school. He got famous. And he had for to take a year off of college football. Wow. Went through chemotherapy, and within less than twelve months, he came back and played, and then got drafted, and still plays in the NFL. Wow. Um. So wow. his story is kind of cool. I mean, he's not like a like a huge like superstar or anything, but but that his story's kind of cool. But that is a cool story, and and people love those stories of, of the comeback, right? Like yeah. the comeback kid. He like yeah, went but all it was you know the- it's crazy because you see you know college football player he was all built up and jacked, and he was a running back, so he was super strong and super fast and athletic. And then they showed pictures, you know, four months later after he had had like six rounds of chemo, like he lost all his muscle definition, like wow. his you know he looked you know he just looked like he was sickly, and then you know. Six months after that, he was pretty much back—not completely back to full form—but he was—he had been working out and stuff, and and I don't know, like I've you know, fortunately, I've never had to go through any of that, but I can't imagine having all that energy sucked out of you, and then within a span of half a year to basically get back to being like a freak human being, like freak of nature human being, like lifting 500 pounds at a time and that kind of stuff, you know? Well, yeah. So, um, I mean, geez. Yeah. I mean, and if anybody has seen like the, you know, the, the, what, what chemo does to the body, you know, like to, to imagine somebody who's this strong young man to, to be decimated like that, but then to come back, I mean, like, Wow, that that when you when you put it when you break it down and when you have to think about the steps that are involved in that and the perseverance and the 
and, and and the the sheer will to get back to it being healthy. I mean, it's amazing. It's completely yeah. amazing. And yeah. Oh, Ben, that 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 cancer that is a bitch. I do not care for it. But you know, that's these are the things we face in these modern times. Uh, so with music, when did when did music start to sort of become a, a bigger part of your life? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm as see. in as a player, as a player. Sure. Um, so I had been in, I played uh, trombone in my school band growing up. Um, and that was like my first, I, I played piano pretty casually. I had a um, piano teacher that taught me till I was like 10 and then I stopped. Oh, sweet. Um, but uh, so that was something I kind of lost touch of. And then I, um, my parents were like, it was or in school, I guess we had a choice of either doing uh, band or like art, like painting or drawing. And I, I can't, I to this date, I can't draw anything better than a stick figure. So I knew that wasn't going to be the route for me. So I was like, well, let's just try this thing. So I ended up um, playing the trombone for seven years, and um, it was okay. It, you know, it was something I did, but I, I never really spent like a crazy amount of time doing it or anything. And then my senior year of high school, um, I had an opportunity to join the choir. And um, it was that at that point that I found out that I had I could, you know, carry a tune. Mm. Um, and so after that point, um, so I was, what, 17, 18? So at that point, I kind of decided to kind of run with that instead because I was like, wow, this is something new. I'd been doing trombone for years and i was like well it's probably not something i'm gonna keep going with so i'll just drop it so then my freshman year of college i got into a men's chorus and then um actually in boot camp i was uh, in the navy i was the guy that was singing cadences while everyone was marching or running so that was like (laughs) so i would say about the time i was about 18 was when i started singing casually um but then for me, like I said, I went back to school, was focusing on the military, focusing on sports broadcasting. So I never really took like singing or guitar playing all that seriously. Um, I got my first guitar when I was 16 or 17 years old, but I mean, I never took guitar. I never had guitar lessons. I never had anyone teach me. I, I learned through YouTube, which... Um, YouTube any, University, I think professional gu- <laughs> but any I think any professional gu- guitar player will warn caution with that because uh, I to this day I still don't know how to properly hold a guitar pick. I just kind of <laughs> make it up on the fly. I don't know scales. Um, I've never learned any music theory, mm. so I, I that's why I've been hesitant to ever claim that I'm a true musician. Hmm. And I know some people in this chat right now that that are part of my community will will give me a hard time about. Um, but for me, that's, that's where, um, my kind of trail of music, it kind of started pretty late in the game. You know, there's, there's some awesome musicians out there and some of my friends that have been singing, playing, studying music since they were five, six years old. Um, and they're incredible. And unfortunately I have not been in the game very long and that carries over both music and then being a performing musician. Um, streaming is the extent of my music performance in terms of singing and playing guitar pretty much. So, yeah, yeah. And, and of course there's, you know, people are, people are chiming in on that and, and, and saying, you know, 
No, and, and I understand where you're coming from. I understand. And and you know Matt Suarez, and he has yes. sort of this same kind of uh, this outlook where he's just like, uh, I, you know, like, uh, I know I'm a musician. I know I can play, but I am I the greatest? Am I the best ever? And and I'm not saying he's not because I love Matt, and, and we're friends at IRL. So uh, yeah. we... we uh, you know, like I'm not shitting on Matt, but I get his point when he's saying he's like, you know, I'm not the greatest. Like I'm not the greatest guitarist. I can do things with the guitar, and, and so it's just sort of this this uh, reality check in a way where it's just like I know I'm not the greatest of all time. Uh, when 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 you're looking at people who are the greatest of all time, right? Like when you have singer songwriter like Dave Matthews, and I don't know if you're a Dave Matthews fan or not, but I'm just oh, yeah, picking out. I'm just picking out a random singer-songwriter. It's like when you look at him, he has like this unique way of playing. He is like, to a certain people, he is like the greatest. You know, he's a great singer-songwriter. And, and so I, when, you, when you're sort of comparing yourselves to what is out there, yeah, you could probably see how uh, you don't really match up to it. But that's, that's just a bad way of looking at things is comparing yourself to how other people are doing what they're doing because you can never be them and you can never do that <laughs> exactly how they're doing it. But, uh, and, and so when I was telling Matt, I was like, no, Matt, no, no, you're a fucking, you're a fucking great musician. You're blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, no, you know what I'm talking about. And then he's like, he's like, you're a good guitar player, Mike, but are you as good as our friend Louie? And who is who is another streamer, Louis Venice? Yeah, I, I yeah, I know Louis. Yeah, yeah, he's insane. And I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there is this idea, you know, that that you know what the bars are, you know what you what what can be attained out there, and then it's just not what you are. And so, in some sense, you have this feeling that you're not real, like a real musician because you didn't learn theory and you didn't learn what this chord is and you don't know what, you know, uh, E flat seven sharp 11 is, you know, like you don't, you know what I mean? It's, but, but that's just because you know that there are people out there who do know what that means and, and can wield those 12 notes like a sword, you know, yep. And, and they're fucking just, you know, they're ninjas with this. Yeah. And and it, so I, I get what you're saying, but but we should never, ever not say that we're not real musicians because we are. And just by the simple fact of that you make people happy just for you when you're streaming. And even though that this is just, you, you know, you're just streaming, that's the only, you know, music performance you really had you're still like touching people you're still like bringing a community together you're still making people happy and and that's i think that's what being a musician or an artist is is the ability to to bring people together and and to to all be able to celebrate you know the the sounds that are coming from another Mm -hmm. person and and that's to me what what it's really about and even if you're not the most experienced musician, even if you're not the most the best singer in the world, the very fact that you're out there doing it and putting yourself out there is just, I mean, it's leagues beyond what most people are doing with their talents. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's just never, it's never the safe path to compare yourself to other people, but it's definitely yeah. a way to sort of keep your ego in check. Because, because yeah. again, you don't want to be the guy who's like, I'm the fucking best, I'm the greatest. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Fucking <laughs> tell me why Donald Trump 
I won the election. That's all he tweeted earlier. I won the election. Oh, I saw like, that this morning. Yeah, it's like, you asshole. <laughs> you asshole. I won. I, you know, it's like that kind of mentality that people yeah. despise. It's that sure. kind of mentality that, that you know, it's like, dude, you fucking lost. Dude, you suck. Why are you acting like you're something bigger than you are? And it's just like, sure. and no one respects that. And at the end yeah. of the day, they get kicked out of office. So, you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. No, but you, you bring up a good point, though, because honest, I, like, bluntly, like, that is something that I struggle with very, very much at the beginning, especially, like I said, um, when I, I started streaming back in April, um, I came to Twitch in March after I lost my job, you know, I was just looking for something to do and I saw these amazing musicians. Um, and one of the first musicians I met was, um, my good friend Kieran, who's in Australia, he's a streamer, but he's, um, he's now 50 years old. He's been performing as a, as a professional musician for the better part of like 30 plus years. Mm. And so that was who I connected with first. And that was kind of the 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 first like taste of you know being a performing you know singer guitar player that was who i connected with first and that he was kind of the one who and and met friends actually canadian carla was was in that group of original people that i first met here on twitch that really encouraged me to just just go for it they're like just go for it just do your thing have fun doesn't have to be perfect um but at that time, I was so new, like this was a new experience to me, playing in front of other people, just me, you know, not playing trombone in the back of a band, not in choir with 50 other people. First time I was performing solo, and I had just, you know, spent a month watching him do his thing, and he is so talented. And those that, fir that first, I would say, month to two months, I was caught up in wanting to... Be like him wanting to do all the things that he was doing wanting to to be at that level of a mu uh, of musicianship and i just I, you know i just wasn't i was so new i was so unpolished and so i really struggled with that at first um just like my identity and that's why um exclamation point musician is a command in my chat in my streams because mm. uh, i used to i used to i used to call myself a fake musician um, mm. because I was just always caught, like you said, comparing myself to others, wanting to be, you know, something that I wasn't necessarily capable of being. But then over these past seven months of streaming, um, I've been, I've been growing. I've been getting better. Or at least I like to think I've been trying to get better <laughs> every time I go live practicing in between. And uh, so that's, that's been a personal growth for me, but you know, it was, it was, it's still something I fight with every day because there are people out there. There's people on this platform that have been doing this for five, 10, 15, 20 yeah. plus years. And they're so good at what they do. Um, but it's just trying to separate appreciating their talent and what they are able to do and trying to separate that from, from what I can do, what I want to do. You know, because I, I, I don't compare myself anymore. I, you know, I see, I see amazing people on this platform, and I'm like, damn, they're really, really good. But I'm a lot better now than I used to be at saying, well, I'm not as good as them. Because, I mean, I'm realistically, I'm not, but I don't necessarily have that mindset anymore. I'm just, not to be self-centered, but I know what I'm capable of. I know what I can get better at. And that's what, I'm, that's what I've been focusing hard on. 
um, is how can I how can I improve without necessarily worrying about how that relates to how I, what anyone else is doing. So that's kind of been my biggest journey through this whole experience is just growing on a personal level as opposed to how you know how am I doing compared to person A, person B, person C, and it's tough too. Um, um, and again, bluntly, for me, the first like two or three months of streaming, I was you know really tiny. You know, like most people breaking into things, I didn't know a lot of people. I didn't have a performing background. I I, I honestly like I'll, I I wasn't good at the beginning. Like I I went back and watched some of my old clips and highlights. And there was, you know, I was so worried about playing the right chords that I was, you know, effing up all the time. And, you know, I just wasn't, con you could tell I just wasn't confident what I was doing. And now I still screw up. I mean, I still have voice cracks and I still play wrong chords and I'll still, you know, mess up a line here or there. But for me, it's, I'm not worried about that as much anymore because for me, it's been building my confidence to, to push past that and not necessarily have those things to sit there after stream and be like, oh, I screwed up so many times. Like, I'm so bad. Like, I don't, that's what I used to do. Um, and actually, Canadian Carlo had a heart to heart with me one night and, and kind of talked me through that. And um, it's been incredible just to, to see myself grow past that. And, um, but it's, you know, it's, it's a battle I fight with all the time because, like I said, um, I've been on this platform for seven months and, um, that's about the extent of my performing <laughs> as a as a solo musician, um, but there are times where I feel good about what I'm doing, but at the same time, I do feel a little guilty because there are people on here that have been doing this for a lot longer and are just flat out more talented than I am, and for whatever one reason or another, they just don't the success isn't translating on this platform. So there are you know there are times where I'm you know, I come off a of stream where I'm just sitting at home and I'm like, damn, like things are going really well. But then there'll be days where I just kind of, you know, get too much in my head and I'm looking around and I'm like, well, you know, why, not necessarily self-doubt, but it's like, why am I where I'm at being the scuffed, <laughs> scuffed version that I am when, you know, Jimmy John is over there shredding solos for 12 minute loops and he's only sitting there with four viewers, you know, that kind of thing. Well, it's because he's so, fucking shredding solos for 12 minutes and loops. That's why. <laughs> no one gives a fuck about shredding over loops for 12 minutes. That's why Jimmy John is eating dick right now. Uh, sorry, Jimmy John. You're, you're a great guy. No, but so, yeah, so that's, that's, that's a challenge I still, I still kind of fight with. Yeah. Um, because I'm, I'm, um, I'm proud of how far I've come in seven months. I started streaming off my phone. Like my phone was my only video and audio. I didn't have a microphone. I didn't have a camera. I didn't have an audio mixer. I didn't, you know, it was very, it was about as basic as you could possibly start. Um, so like, I'm proud of how far I, I've come, but there are times where, you know, I still struggle with why am I where I'm at when there's people that should be <laughs> much farther along, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And, well, and, it, it, and it's funny because those people are thinking, like, how did he get there? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm fucking over here shredding for 12 minutes over this loop. And no one gives a shit. Like, why is yeah. he doing it? But, but like, that's the, that's what's so weird about 
about performance art and and just being out there and putting your stuff out there is like we don't know who's going to be magnetized to who or what i mean you could have you can have I mean, it, the thing is, is that it it doesn't translate on this platform. You know, like you could have this like huge following outside of Twitch, and then you can come onto it and, and you know have ten people, five people, three people in your chat, and or or nobody goose eggs. You know, like it, it, it's just it's like it's, it's such an interesting platform on its own. But but the mm-hmm. but the but the idea of what attracts people to who and to what is that's always the mystery, right? It's like, we'll never mm. know what that is. Like we ne- we don't know. I mean, there are some obvious indicators for some, you know, like if, if, <laughs> if Jimmy John is just shredding over the same four bar loop, you know, for 12 minutes at a time and he's sitting on goose eggs, well, maybe Jimmy John needs to reevaluate what he's doing and, 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 yeah. and, 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 you know, push forward. And it's the people who sort of sit in their space and they don't, want to you know they're like i'm not a conformist i'm not going to change who i am and why is that person getting that kind of love and i'm not i'm fucking shredding ass jimmy john you know like why aren't people loving me and that's just the the wrong attitude and and, and i think people get really caught up in that and like you're saying you kind of got caught up in that a little bit just like what, what do, you know i'm not as good as that guy it's like you get caught up in these mind traps that mm-hmm. that that you either push past or you just continue and circle around in your head and ahead and you drive yourself nuts it's uh it's 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 something that i see a lot in people who 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 don't find the success they're looking for right away or 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 ever and 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 not i'm not saying i'm successful i'm not saying that this is a huge stream i'm not saying that the podcast out on its audio self is some amazing thing but i definitely know that what I have is interesting, and that uh, I've worked really hard to build it, and I and I've worked it, it. And what I do is uniquely me, and I love that. And 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 it's getting bigger, and people are coming, and that's awesome, and I appreciate that. But I worked my ass off to to figure this out. This is fucking yeah. six years in the making, seven years, Jesus. You know, so it's it's definitely you know you. <laughs> When you're when you're trying to grow something, when you're looking at other people and and you're comparing yourself and you're getting these bitter feelings, it, it's not the it's not the best way to go about it. You know, spite yeah. is never the greatest. The spite is not a good fuel <laughs> to run on. It's like it can get you places. It can. I mean, I I honestly feel like Trump got into office off of spite, but it's like, <laughs> but like it can get you places. But I just don't see it as like a healthy way of going forward. And most of the time, it doesn't get you very far, other than just being bitter. And that's that's really that's really a shame for some. It definitely is interesting. I'm so glad I'm here. I saw you around. I remember this clever username, and I didn't know you stream. Oh, this clever username. Oh, I. I well, uh, I appreciate that. It's uh, <laughs> I don't know how clever it is, but it's definitely uh, it's definitely fitting for me. Uh, <laughs> it definitely works for my simple ass. But uh, yeah, man, uh, you were you were kind of saying something about identity. You were you were kind of struggling with identity. What can you kind of go into what you were meaning about that, or was that like your identity on Twitch, or what? Did you have sort of some sort of personal identity thing that you were working through? Well, it's it started on Twitch, mm-hmm. um, just like you know when I first started. Uh, well, I guess 
way back when, when I first started streaming, um, it was, like I said, right after coming off losing my job. Mm. And it was just something I, honestly, I had no intention for streaming to be anything for me mm. other than a month or two of something to kill some time with. And then once COVID magically disappeared, which it has not, <laughs> but my, my bit, my master plan was, you know, I'll hop on Twitch. I'll have some fun for a month or two. And then once sports come back and my job comes back, I'll just pop back in and, you know, life will go back to as I knew it. Um, and then that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and so then I kind of shifted. Well, you know, maybe this is, maybe this is something that I, I want to do for a little longer and I want to take a little more seriously. Um, but then it was, and I was at the kind of the crossroads though, where I was still struggling, like not necessarily being as good of a musician as I would have liked to be, um, or you know was really struggling with just the identity of I'm sitting here playing the same four chords and singing very easy songs. You know why 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 does that make me a a quote unquote musician? Mm. So my identity, my kind of my my crisis at that time was just like getting over that hump how can i build a brand when i'm not even confident in what i'm doing mm. um so that's why i kind of had to take some time and like i said i had some help with some some awesome friends um of of building that up and and being more comfortable with with who i was and like i said you know i was i was so scared of screwing up back then and it's kind of laughable now because you know i still do the same things but i i don't necessarily view it the same way um, so from a streaming perspective, it was like, well, how can I build a brand? How can I stay true to what I'm doing and, and continue moving forward? And then as this is carried along, now it's, now it's become like a thing that's been successful enough that I like enjoy going back to it. Um, and, uh, even though I'm still unemployed as a broadcaster, like it's, it's at least helped me not be homeless for the time being. <laughs> um, but, you know, and now it's like, well, it's almost gotten to the point where, um, you know, when sports do come or when, when I have a, a good enough opportunity that comes up, what, what is my decision going to be? Who, you know, what do I want my future to be? Um, what is my, what is my, what is my path going to hold for me now? Because, um, things were going so well broadcasting. Like I said, I was 20, 21 years old and I was um, already working in the industry. But this has been, the, this music thing has been, you know, losing my job back in March has been the biggest blessing in disguise, I think, of my entire life. And that includes getting kicked out of college and having to restart all over. <laughs> Even more than that. So, um, you know, I, I've definitely, I've definitely had a couple huge shit show life events um but they've all been blessings in disguise and like you said you know when you think about losing your job i don't you know no one necessarily views that as in a positive light because it's like oh well you know there goes my source of income my stability my mental health but having that kind of reset button hit back in march um this has rekindled a passion not only in a hobby that i enjoy doing which is music but it's also just kind of put a focus on, you know, what are, what are my priorities in life? Who are the people that I want to stay in touch with? Who are the people that I connect with? Um, what are the, you know, who are the people that I want to, you know, you know, stay friends with and, and who's there going to be there to support me and what I'm doing. And 
Um, so that this is, you know, it's still a, it's a growing process. It, it really is. And um, just beyond streaming, like I said, life in general, because I honestly don't know, you know, I might get a call next week that says, hey, we want you back. Or I, you know, it might be six months from now until I can find something again. I have no idea. Um, so it's, it's just been kind of sorting through all these big life events and trying to figure out, you know, what the hell am I doing? What, you know, what do I want to be doing? What am I going to be doing? What's going to work for me? What's not going to work for me? That kind of thing. Um, so it's all been just kind of a baptism by fire experience, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to put it because I got thrown into this thing without knowing what I was doing, without really, I, I really had no business doing this music thing six months ago. But um, I feel a lot. I feel a lot more confident, at least, that uh, even if it's you know I'm not I'm being realistic. I'm not going to be the next platinum selling artist. But if it's something that I can enjoy and it's something that I can at least run with as a as a passion and maybe um, do it as even part time. If even if I do go back to broadcasting, I know that this music thing has been such a blessing for me and rekindled a passion for music and honestly connecting with people even through virtually like i obviously haven't met any of my twitch friends Mm -hmm. um but just the ability to connect with people on a personal level um virtually i think is is can be even more impactful than than connecting with someone in person because you don't necessarily have the ability to hey let's go to the park or hey let's go grab a drink or a bite to eat mm-hmm. or you know so you have to find other ways to connect with people and that's where you really f- really get to know people you get to know who they are well, you know what they do and and that's to me the connections that i've made with some of my friends on twitch is just as strong if not stronger than some of my real life connections which is crazy to think about like you know like like i said uh, there's people that i know from halfway across the world that i feel like i'm closer with than some of my friends from college now which is which is nuts yeah um, no, so it's just, just you know it's just a whirlwind of experience and just learn learning on the fly you know yeah man i i was just i was i i uh, i quit drinking 7 Eight years ago, I don't remember, but mm-hmm. uh, but I have. Hey Willow, welcome, welcome. Good Willow. to see you. Good to see you. We got we got we got a mod in house here. Willow's your mod, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, because it's the it's the sister wise. <laughs> uh, anyways no but the but I, I that was the that was the weirdest thing that got me too not that it's weird i mean because we, we're getting beyond weird here with with twitch and I, and just the way that this perpetual lockdown shit's going and just the way that technology is sort of uh becoming all-encompassing in our lives is like i i definitely see that this is going to be how people connect now on on, on a larger scale going forward forward and especially when we go once we go online with the whole you know Neuralink and shit like it's over then so it's uh that was the thing that struck me the the most was uh how close i've been becoming with people in uh with with just names on a screen and and one of those people i i haven't drank in seven years and my there's there's this dude named Wooby One. You might know him. He hangs out, but he's a DJ out of out of the UK, 
And I swear to God, I don't care how long I've been sober, well, abstinent of drinking, because I am definitely not <laughs> sober. Uh, but uh, it, it's, it, I was like, I don't care. I want to go over there and just get drunk with Wooby. I just want to go get shit faced with Wooby because, and, and you know, like I've never met this man. All I know of him is he dances like this, <laughs> and I love it. And he spins jams, and it's just you know, it's. It, to to for me when I sit here and think about it, it's like you're willing to throw away seven years of abstinence because you of this one person you know virtually. So it's just it's very it's very interesting that that this is where we're sort of going with all this and uh, and and how close you do become to just usernames and you know I I don't know I I really appreciate it too man it's been one of those lovely side effects of this whole experience of streaming um uh, let me see i i uh i was looking i was i was uh i was writing some stuff down you were saying that i, I thought yeah. it was really interesting you know these these life events you had these uh baptisms by fire um it's it's uh those experiences that you have in life and those moments where you just think that your whole life is over <laughs> but but it's just really the beginning of something else and i've i've had many of those experiences and a lot of those experiences are are stuff that i had to be dragged into or at least put myself into and uh, snooze me how are you doing sir uh the like like for instance when i lost my job well i lost my job because i got fired because i was i was a degenerate and i just didn't care about it because working in a cubicle for me was like death <laughs> but i ended up getting fired and i had to come home and tell my wife and our newly born son it's like hey guess what daddy lost his job and now we have to have a yard sale and we got to figure this shit out <laughs> Seth, because we are in southern california and rents do. So, um, you know, it, it was a really rough moment. But what ended up happening was, you know, this forced us, um, uh, you know, forced my wife too, but it also forced myself to to pick it up and, 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 and become the artist that I wanted to become. Like, I wanted to be a working musician. I didn't want to work in a cubicle. And so I was forced to do that. And, and it, it ended up working out. Uh, I ended up coming back home, uh, back to t Ohio, which I hate. I did not want to come back to, uh, but I ended up coming back here, and we were able to do stuff that we weren't able to do in California when you're paying, you know, exorbitant amounts of rent, <laughs> and you, you, we, there's no buying a house in California as a musician. So, yeah, you know, there's all these things that were horror shows that happened in my life, but ended up being some of the best decisions and best things that ever happened. And I just really, that always resonates with me when people sort of say that for themselves, because sometimes you need that push over the ledge, right? Like you're looking yeah. over the cliff and you're like, do I take that step to go and, and try to hustle it up for myself? Do I take that step to, you know, like try to figure this out for myself or, or do I stay in the safety of this job or do I stay in the safety of this relationship or do I stay in the safety of of the situation I'm in? Because here I feel safe, um, but is safe, you know, is safe really the place you want to be? You know, like, and sort of, yeah. for some people, you know, for me, I'm going to go ahead and say, 
safety is great. I love being comfortable. I love being comfortable and I get comfortable real easy. But enter my wife who is like, let's just throw a fucking, let's just, let's just, let's forget about comfortability. Let's just be uncomfortable for a long time and, and let's see what comes of it. And thank God for that. Thank God that my wife has more of a foresight to see uh, this. Oh, thank you, Whispering Glitter, for that wonderful host of yours. And, and of course, Whispering Glitter is our official screenshot photographer. Thank you, Glitter. Love you. Uh, Snooze me. What did you say? Isn't hating Ohio like part of the Ohio experience? That's what (laughs) pop punk taught me. Yeah. Ohio fucking sucks. I don't like it here. There's no good food here. There's no (laughs) mountains. There's no oceans. There's no real culture here. It's like their culture is is like... It's like being ICP fans. I don't, you know, honestly, insane clown posse fans is how I feel about Ohio. It's just, it's a bunch of trashy, fucking fago drinking, like, like just eating McDonald's and, and talking about <laughs> cornfields and shit. Like, I don't. But what, but being here in Ohio, what it's real, what what it's given me is is this beautiful perspective of how the actual country feels. Because I was definitely in that California bubble where there's just like you have this one mindset. It's given me perspective on how real Americans feel about real things. It's it's given me perspective on what I don't want to be. I don't want to be one of these fat, corn-eating fucks. And you know, like I. And I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I'm not trying to just sit here and shit all over Ohio like this, but, it, but, but the, it's cheap and, and, and we can make a living here and we're able to do this and, and I'm fine with that for now. So I don't know. That was kind of a rant. You, you started it. You started it. Juggernauts. That's not what it is. It's, it's a uh, juggalos. <laughs> it's juggalos. Can we have an Ohio is shit episode? Um, Sure. <laughs> We could do that for you, Stu's views. We'll make Ohio. Uh, we'll make Ohio great again for nobody. Uh, but uh, but no, you brought up you brought you, like you bring up such good points. Like out of like some of the shittiest situations, like you gained perspective, you gave insight, and like this is like very cliche to say, but like I always have like seen that beauty comes out of tragedy, whether it's like as extreme as like a death or even you know if it's getting kicked out of college. Like I remember sitting in the hallway and having that call with my parents at like 12:30 in the morning and being like mom and dad I'm going to flunk out of school I'm going to lose my full ride I don't know what I'm going to do and it's just like at that you know and I was 19 at the time so I was like well I'm fucking you know I I'm screwed like <laughs> you know I I I my future of getting a degree being in the military serving having a retirement plan starting a family all of that that i had all chalked out nice and proper was all just tossed right in the right in the dumpster and then you know it took me time to get that insight to get that perspective and say well now it's time for you to shift it's not your life isn't over you just need to shift shift your goals shift your priorities shift your focus and so that's when i went into the military and something as tragic as getting kicked out of school, flunking out of school became something good because then I enlisted in the military. I lost 30 pounds. I was as healthy as I'd ever been. I was organized. I was on top of things. And, you know, that became of it. And then even, like I said, this past spring, losing my job, I was, I was in a good spot. I was doing really good things. Like I had, 
the year before I had broadcasted the March Madness basketball tournament here in the States, I was courtside for the final four wow. at 21 years old. Nice. And like, I was like, I thought I was like, dang, like things are going <laughs> so well. Like I was meeting, like I was networking with guys from these national sports networks and yeah. like I was in applying for internships and then <clears throat> jobs yeah. gone, opportunities gone. You're not going to be in-person classes next year, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, well, that sucks. Like, it was like basically like, well, you've been on this path for three years and it's all just in the dumpster again. And then something incredible came out of it that I came to Twitch and now this is happening. Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, going through all these experiences, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're really crappy situations, but like the perspective and the experience and the insight that I've gained um, out of all these, these crap shows have just made me that much better as a person like yeah. honestly you know, for being 25 years old i feel like i've been through the ringer more than some of my friends have yeah. just and some of most of it's self-inflicted like you know <laughs> flunking out of college that just doesn't happen just out of bad luck that just yeah. you know <laughs> you kind of bring that on yourself you gotta work but, at that yeah <laughs> you gotta you gotta try it you gotta try to be that bad um but you know that, just that that kind of stuff it's like you know yeah. would i would i be would i have the perspective on life that i have at my age right now if i hadn't gone through all this stuff probably not definitely not right. definitely not so I would I would still be sitting in that 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 safety bubble that comfortability that you were talking about you know I I think everyone wants that but it's when you're outside of that is when you when you when you actually grow and when you learn you know, yeah you're you know. you're either forced to grow or you're you put yourself in that position to grow because <laughs> it, you either you either sink or swim it's like yeah 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 and for me it has to be that way or else I'll just cling on hey Canadian Carla thanks for being here you're probably gone already but bye see you later thanks for stopping through we appreciate your love later Carla <laughs> um what what did you say a uh, snooze me uh for real though Flunking in school as an Asian is a big no no <laughs> in the family. Snooze Mew is 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 from Singapore, so yeah, he, yeah. he has a little insight on that. How was your how was your react how was the reaction from your family when you're like, hey, I failed and blah blah blah. So I so I'm adopted, so I don't I'm not like the you know, the stereotype for better or for worse is mm-hmm. you know, Asian parents are very strict. They want you to, you know, ace flying colors. Um so I didn't necessarily have that experience, but my older brother is basically a genius. Um, we're not we're not biologically related. He was adopted too, but mm. he graduated both high school and college, top of his class. Mm. Um, right now, he's working as he's working in a government position, like advising government officials. So, like, he's a pretty intelligent dude. Ah. So that was the expectation. That was the bar that was set before me. Wow. So that and that's where that comparing yourself starts started, huh? It's just yep. like always being in the shadow of your genius older brother. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it, it, even, like, going back to, like, in high school, like, I was so... I was so invested in academics, and like I said, I I was applying to like be either at the Naval Academy or West Point. So like it was something that I was like wanting to do, but like I I've never had a 4.0 in my life. Like even at my best, like I still wasn't at that level. So um, you know I'm not I'm not over here like a a, a, rock, a rock sitting in a chair, but I'm not the next Einstein or anything. Right. So for me, it was just like yeah, like you said, it kind of started just trying to. You know the expectations that were there, the bar that was set. It was like, damn, like I, I can't. That's yeah. just not realistic. 
Well, so yeah, and, and, and so you 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 learn from an early age is like, well, I'm not gonna be that, yeah. but I can be the best. <laughs> this, yeah, like I'm trying my best over here. Dang it! Like, give me a little credit. So, give him a little so. credit, folks. Give him a little credit. Uh, what he sounds way more mature and more rounded than I am, and he's only 25. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you know, I wish I had that sort of insight too, as as a young man. I wish I had more of that push. I wish I had that, because like when I was your age, I mean, I was not giving a shit about anything. I was just drinking <laughs> and having a good time in Southern California, because you know, this being from the Midwest, like it, it doesn't. There's not a whole lot of. You know, like there, there, the weather can be a bit horrible. And once you get out of this area and you go and see other places like Southern California, uh, you just, I just wanted to be out. I just wanted to be hanging out with people. Like I, I, I didn't have a good array, uh, you know, like there, I'm from Ohio, Toledo, Ohio. There's again, there's not a whole lot of culture here. There was not <laughs> a whole lot of, you know, there's not a whole lot of options on the menu. So once you get to somewhere where everything's on the menu, I just was like, fuck it. I'm just doing this. I'm eating. I'm just going to keep eating. And, and that's, <laughs> that's what I did. I, you know, but I, unfortunately, I ate myself into addiction and, and dumb decisions. But I got out of it. I figured it out, kind of. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's just it's, it's a weird it's just, it's just, you know, learning and growing, but having, having that kind of perspective, did you, did you, um, is your parents, are, were your parents, uh, did they raise you to sort of have this, 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 uh, this kind of outlook in life, or is this something that you had to really learn, you know, in these past few years, as you've been getting older, as you've become becoming yourself, because what's interesting about being a young person, like, your brain isn't even fully developed until like 25, 26. So like mm-hmm. to for for people to have these expectations for like a 17 or 18 year old to get out of high school and know what they want to do for the rest of their lives, I think that's a very insane thing to put on people. I think that's a yeah. that's kind of a it's kind of a rough ticket for kids. And 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 you know, my parents wanted me to go to college after high school and I resisted and I didn't give a shit. I was just like, I don't need no, I'm gonna play guitar, I'm gonna be the best. And <laughs> yeah, here I am on Twitch. Uh, <laughs> no offense. Uh to anybody Okay. Anyways, <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> but 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 the point is is that you know I, I don't know like did, did did you have this kind of perspective? Have you uh, you know like because again coming from I, I'm I'm almost forty, uh, you know thinking back to where I was at twenty five and then looking back to where you're at at twenty five, I'm definitely seeing more of a. <laughs> You know, you have your shit together, and and so I don't know. Has this always been something that you were raised with, or is this something that you've had to sort of um, figure out as you went? Um, well, I've been, I've been fortunate, so I have um, two very supportive parents, mm-hmm. um, but it, supportive to the point where, um, I, well, I guess I shouldn't. How do I want to say this? Um, they both. My dad comes from a family of twelve. My mom comes from a family of 10, and neither of them necessarily had a ton of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of them, uh, my dad didn't go to college, my mom didn't finish college. So for them, like seeing, especially seeing my brother be so successful, mm-hmm. um, and then kind of seeing 
potential, I would say. They've always wanted us to 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 continue to strive for that potential. And so um, in terms of like working hard and stuff, that's um, something that they've always put on me. Um, not put on me, but encourage me to, to you know, to work hard. Um, but in terms of like, for me, I would say now that I'm an adult, I will say success to their perspective of perspe- uh, of success is different from my perspective of success because they want me to graduate college and, you know, get a well-paying job and, you know, not necessarily, I don't have to be the richest man in the world, but, you know, live live so I'm not on the street, <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. And to them, that's success. And while I agree with that, like, while I agree I don't want to be homeless, <laughs> you know, to me... Right now, considering the circumstances, like I would consider that I am pretty happy with where I'm at. I'm I'm content, and I'm not making the most money. Like I'm technically unemployed, other than Twitch, um, <laughs> and you know I'm I'm single and I don't have a family. But for me, success is 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 it's been that realization of so no, it's it's not necessarily something that I was raised on. It's something that at least in terms of 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 qualifying or quantifying success that's something that i've kind of had to figure out on my own in the past couple years yeah because um you know there are people my age that are already working for nbc news or you know any of the huge networks there are people my age that are out doing that and they're being very successful in what they're doing and i'm not at that level yet um but at the same time I think considering the circumstances, I've made the most of what I've, the opportunities that I currently have. Um, and to me, that's success right there is just maximizing the, the potential of the opportunities that you have access to or what you're currently doing. You know, I have a great group of friends. Um, I'm enjoying, I'm, I'm enjoying so, doing something that I'm passionate about right now, which is music and streaming. And while I necessarily, Right now, I'm not working in what I, what I'm studying or what I'm, quote unquote, supposed to be doing. Um, you know, I'm I'm finding that I'm still in a good place, considering all things considered. Um, so to me, like that's the that's the biggest thing is is the definition of success, and that's something that I've kind of come to terms with, and I've kind of realized within I would say within the past like two years. Because, you know, like I said, when I was flunking out of school, you know, there wasn't much, wasn't going, wasn't much going good for me at the time. Right. So at that, at that point in my life, you know, things weren't necessarily going well. Um, but I think considering all things considered, like right now, things are, I'm happy with where I'm at. Not content necessarily, you know, we're all trying to do more and get better and, and grow. But um, coming to that realization and the, and the, to wrap my head around the, quote unquote success is something that I think I've I've definitely grown and and matured on in the past couple of years. Yeah, no, and and I feel like I <laughs> again, I'm almost 40 and I feel like in the last couple of years I've had to redefine what success means too. And <laughs> it just took me a long time to get there. I want to get to this question. You mentioned your brother's success and your family's idea of success quite a bit. What is, in your view, oh. your biggest success so far? 
Oh, I think he pretty much answered my question. <laughs> this is a follow-up. Um, yeah, I agree. Well, I, a success is being happy with what you're doing for a living. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you there for sure. But I will please. say, like, of all the things that have happened in my short life, honestly, like, I'm, like I said, I'm very proud of what I've built here on Twitch. And I'm not the biggest streamer, and I'm not a partner, but for me, where I was seven months ago not having any clue what the hell I was doing. Um, I think taking that and, and transforming it into something that is now a regular thing, I stream three times a week, like I love doing it, I'm connecting with people, I'm getting all these opportunities out of it. Sitting here with you, yeah. I mean, I would have never been able to do that seven months ago. Um, so for me, I would say this, is, this journey is probably something I'm probably the most proud of in terms of, of turning really nothing into something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but then I guess for like on a personal level too, I guess I'm just, I'd say my biggest success was still being here after the crap that I've been through. Um, for those of you, some, I mean, some of you in chat are familiar with my community, but for me, um, mental health is a big thing that I've not to like get all deep and sappy, but mental Let's health get, is something that I've sappy. also struggled with. Let's get sappy, um, baby. <laughs> But uh, mental health is something that I've struggled with, especially in the past year. Mm -hmm. um, again, losing losing my job was a hard hit because after all the, the crap that I had been through, getting kicked out of school and kind of rebuilding, my, putting my life back together, it felt like I had put in all that work, the three years of, of hard work and, and dealing with crap, and then just to have it all crumble all over again, you know, yeah. starting all over from square one. Um, so I wasn't in a good place six months ago, and... Um, to there was times where I really wasn't looking forward to anything because I wasn't working. Um, at that time, Twitch wasn't going great for me. <laughs> mm. um, you know, I was enjoying watching people and hanging out in streams and stuff, but you know, I wasn't. My viewership was low. I wasn't making any money out of it, um, and so uh, there was a pretty dark time for me um, this past year, especially over the summer. You know, because the weather, it's 80 degrees outside, but you can't go anywhere. Right. <laughs> you can't go anywhere. You can't interact with anyone. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I wasn't in a good place. And um, I, I, I spent a lot of time just kind of reflecting and getting in my own head and, you know, saying, I'm sitting here at 25. Some of my friends, they've been, you know, working in um, big kid jobs for two, three years. They've got fiancés. Some of them are married. They have pets and kids and all this stuff going for them and i'm sitting here in my bedroom in my parents house you know just doing something on the internet in front of three people <laughs> 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 so it was you know that was just kind of like a big kick in the nads it's right. like well you know wh 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 what am i doing with my life you know mm. and so um i'm in a much better place now um because I, like I said, that was when my mindset still of being a musician and figuring all this identity thing out, I was still struggling with that. So now I'm in a much better place now, but um, there were some bad times where I, I finally, uh, I actually talked about it on stream was the first time that I'd ever told anyone um, that I was struggling with my mental health and that I was dealing with depression. Um, and I'd never talked to mention that to anyone in my entire life, not my brother, not my parents, not any of my friends that I knew in real life. Um, I never told anyone about that or that I had been feeling that way. 
um, until one day on stream, I decided to talk about it. And um, I wrote a song about it. That was my first uh, song. I've only written two songs to date. Um, but that was a big step for me, too, was not only writing my own song after hearing people you know, do their own thing for months and months, um, but to take a really crappy experience and a crappy time in my life and make something out of it um, and share it. And, and I was vulnerable. I mean, that was the most vulnerable I've ever felt in my life besides, you know, getting kicked out of school and, you know, all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, to, to feel vulnerable, to feel that vulnerability was, I mean, it's, I almost crapped my pants. <laughs> um, but that was probably outside of like tangible success, you know, something you could put on your resume. I would say that's probably something that I would consider maybe my biggest success is, is dealing with that and getting through it and not only seeing through to the other side, but actually having something else come out of it, which was music, writing my own first original and, and mental health, being an advocate for mental health is something that I've really um, picked up on in the last, I would say like four months, because now that I'm finally open about it and can have a conversation about it, something that I'm passionate about too, because I know how it felt to be at the, that lowest point. Um, and, uh, you know, it wasn't a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, to 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 deal with those experiences and know that other people, many people, are dealing with that same kind of stuff, or even worse. Um, so that's that's kind of where my mentality shifted. That not only uh, am I open about it now, but um, I, I try to be active about um, both working towards people that I know and don't know. Um, Mental health is something that I've become a big advocate for. So that's actually, um, we're doing a, a uh, I organized a charity event next month on Twitch. Um, and we're working with uh, raising money. It's a whole weekend event. We're raising money for International Mental Health Foundation. Um, so that's like, it's, that's like, that's honestly become a big passion of mine too, is just, just working both on a personal level and just strangers, complete strangers, just like that's something I've become really passionate about. So other than tangible success, I would say um, making it out of some of the darkest, darkest times in my life that I would consider that success. I, I would consider that 100% success. Some people never find their way out of that. Some people yeah. live in that forever. And, you know, there was a long time I lived in that. I, and, yeah, and, and I, I, I always appreciate that with people – who, who, especially people who have an audience, who who speak openly about it, because mm-hmm. for so long there has been this weird stigma about mental yeah. health, and and, and there still know, is. Oh, honestly. of course, of course. But but what's that's what's so cool about the younger generation coming up is that they're more embracing it, and they're more not embracing, uh, but they're embracing mental health is what I mean, not embracing yep. their you know thing, their their whatever yeah. what whatever ails them, but. It, but to to be open and be it, it, because it really does help people when they see it's like when they tune in the young sub and they see you know two hundred fifty thousand people in the stream and, <laughs> and you know like they're you know he he he's on top of the world but he still takes that moment to be like hey man you know you guys I I just I'm not 
feeling kind of down today, you know, let's take a second, let's just talk about it, let's just, you know, let, let, let's let air this out, and, and the people who are out there who feel like that they're the only one feeling this way, which sometimes you do, you feel like you're the only one that could possibly feel this low or this terrible, and and then to see someone that you respect or even love and, and just really enjoy being a part of, you know, open up and say it, I mean, that does a whole lot for people, it does, it really does, and, and I, I always... I always advocate, you know, and the people who come on this show, because we get here a lot. We do end up here a lot. We ended up in we end up in this conversation a lot on my show. And and because I, I I'm with you, man. I, I think that it's something that we should address. And there's no sense in keeping this this sort of this, you know, this this I mean, there is so many people who are are who are depressed. There are so many people who have real issues right now. And especially during COVID that are going untreated and, and, and people who are just sitting alone is in this time isolated that shouldn't be isolated, you know, like, so yeah. yes, we need to be talking about this because there are people out there really suffering, really hurting, and they feel like it's wrong or they shouldn't be feeling like this. Or if they tell anybody about it, they're going to be looked at as a weak person, as this yeah. weak person who can't just get over it. Just like pull yourself up by the bootstraps, buddy, and get on mm. with it. You know, it's like, well, it's not that easy for some people. You know, it's really, yeah. it's a really easy thing to say is like, hey, get over your problems, get over it, just, just suck it up and keep moving. It's a really easy thing to say until you're in bed and you can't get out of it because you know that nothing out there is worth getting out of bed for. And and you yeah. literally are so tired and so drained from just hating yourself and your life so much that you can't even, you know, imagine getting out of bed. And, and I've had those days, you know, and those are the fucking, those are awful. <laughs> it's awful shit. Yeah. And nobody should be suffering by themselves like that. You know, no one should be just left like that and 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 the fact that people are are open about it especially now the younger generation i've really noticed that about the younger generation is that they're very much open about it and i really appreciate that because they're you guys are paving the new way for the new generation of people who are going to be able to just be like you know what i'm feeling depressed today i'm sorry but this is just, you know like be able to to even be able to say it out loud to people it just so you're letting people know where you're at is so helpful. It's so helpful just for yourself. It's helpful for your friends and family because friends and family who aren't suffering from that kind of uh, mental health, they don't understand. You know, like my wife took a long time for her to understand when I was in these moments, you know, and, and it was it was a long learning curve because when you're not familiar with it or if that's not an issue for you it's just you just look like you're sad and lazy living in your room staying in your bed all day you know it's just if you don't understand it it's 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 hard to comprehend and 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 the fact that there's this next generation who's opening those doors so people can kind of peer into it and know more of what's going on and 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 to 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 show that there's help out there, and to, you know, to know that there's help out there, and then know that other people are going through this. I mean, it's a huge, huge, huge deal, especially coming, going through this pandemic. We got a lot of yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of sadness out there right now. Yeah, well, and and uh, there's a couple of questions in chat. We can get to those, but before yeah. we, I just want to say too, like that. Honestly, one of the biggest things is just like you know, me and you both, we're fortunate to have a platform like this to, to be able to entertain. And while 
Um, I do dumb stuff like, I mean, I for Halloween I dressed up as Elsa, and <laughs> like you know, like goofy stuff like that. Like obviously, like that's that's one thing, but then like I feel like I'm in a position. Not that it's necessarily my like civic duty or anything, but mm-hmm. because I'm fortunate enough to have a platform where for whatever reason people <laughs> people you know watch and listen to what i have to say i want to i want to do something with that other than just you know sit there and, and play music for uh th- you know three hours three times a week um and like you said especially because during this covid man like panda like the pandemic is just like opened so many so many whatever or brought back so many ghosts or whatever i don't know how, what i'm trying to say but you know opened so many like dark doors for some people and and like i said i'm in a much better spot now than i was four months ago but there, i you know i still see messages not necessarily even in my streams but just there's people on that that come to twitch that aren't in good places yeah. or there's people out there that aren't in good places yeah and so you know we're just i'm just trying to do trying to do my part to 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 take off some of that take off some of that weight yeah. but there's some questions in chat too we can get to sure yeah uh is going is going to your site counselor non-essential business in America in America? Is, <laughs> America. Uh, it, it it was here until people spoke up about it. So is going to your uh, non-essential? Uh, no. Uh, well, okay. So not going. So I still I still see my therapist, but it's teleconferencing. And in fact, I was like, can we not have the camera on? I don't even want to see you. Like, <laughs> let's just talk. So I I personally still are having my weekly talks with my therapist and a lot of places have opened up the teleconferencing and stuff like that just no more stripper moves <laughs> we'll wait so it's like it's difficult to keep making excuses to people who don't know your situation yeah it is it is weird uh it is trying like it's weird trying to explain yourself to people and when you're mm-hmm. like look i'm just sad just go away i know it's not yeah, that yeah. easy to even do but it seems it seems America has become more open to mental health issues. We are trying to m- remove the stigma. I think it's harder in some parts of the country than others. Midwest pride, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, like for for one thing, I think in the Midwest we have more of that what that like that worker mentality, that pull yourself up by the bootstraps mentality. We have that blue collar get it done sort of mentality and i think in midwest it could be one of those places where it's a little bit harder to express yourself in 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 a way where you look vulnerable and people mistake it as weakness whereas like in california everybody's like i was just talking to my therapist the other day and they said i really need to take more time for myself and so that's what i'm (laughs) doing i'm taking time for me but here you're just like you know it's like shut up get back to work there's cars to be built you know there's industry to be had all right but anyways can you show us some stripper moves um snooze me wants to know if you can show us some stripper moves i don't know you don't have to but uh it was a question that was asked (laughs) (laughs) well i mean so i obviously have I, I keep things within TOS, but the, the, it's only, they're only they've only come out once. So back in the day, when I when I started dancing, like I said, back in middle school, um, I like I I'm not like a professional dancer, but I also found out that I I I am not the the most like stiff dancer in the world. So one day, uh, one one it's happened one time on my stream, 
<laughs> that some stripper movies came out, and Willow has never let those go. <laughs> I like it. Of course Willow hasn't let it go. Willow's still waiting for the day they come back. I mean, you can say no, but, like, we'll be so disappointed if you don't. So, like, no pressure. But remember, our happiness is dependent on it. TOS friendly stripping. They're really, they're really making a push for this. But uh, of okay. course, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be part of this push. I'll, I'll do one move. I'll just do a drop it low. That's within TOS, I believe. I hope it is because I've done it many times. But <laughs> all right, we're gonna get some low drop in here, folks. Okay, hold on. You, you heard it here first. <laughs> some low drop. I'm, gl- I'm glad your podcast audience can't see this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You guys can't see this part, but yeah, Young Sub is going to drop it very low. <laughs> he has promised very low dropping. So it's just like, I mean, it's just it's just like trying to be like smooth with it, you know, and like you got to get into it and then just like. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hey, welcome to the stage, Young Sub 3. <laughs> I don't know what my stripper name would be if I had one. Young Sub is a college student trying to make his way through the world. Please welcome Young Sub. Woo! Alright, Willow, that's your month that's your monthly uh that's your monthly tease. That is what Leave you Leave me get. alone until next month. Yep, that's all you get. Whoa, young sub, do you hear that? I hear a little like what is, what is that? Oh, 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 I always forget. It's time for how much does it cost on Craigslist. Okay, guys, we're going to set up for a game. You got time for a quick game here before we let you go? Okay, guys, we're going to play a quick game of how much does it cost on Craigslist, the only game where you can win a patch from our sponsor, ModedStudios.com. Let's see. Today we uh, we got Bernie. We got a We Speak English Good, and uh, I'll, I'll throw this in there, too. We'll see how it goes. We got a Pornhub, and we got I had, the, <laughs> I had the Coronavirus Before It Was Cool patch. So these are the patches we're going to be playing for. So keep that in mind while we're playing. That's fantastic. That's Give us fantastic. one second. We're, I'm going to set up, and we'll be right back in two shakes of a lamb's butthole. So we'll be right back, folks. Okay, I realized I didn't mute that, but hey, whatever. All right, guys, you know what time it is. It is time for... How much does it cost on Craigslist? That's right, the only game where you can win patches and apparel from our sponsor, ModedStudios.com. Here we are. That's right, the only game where it's like the price is right, but you can go over. ModedStudios.com. Go out and get yourself some fully made patches and apparel. Oh, I was supposed to do it before the song was over, but it didn't work out. That's okay. Oh, I should probably bring Young Sub back. Hey, can you hear me, Sub? Yes, yes. All right, all right. So the name of the game is How Much Does It Cost on Craigslist? It's like the price is right, but you can go over in price. And basically, we are just guessing on how much an item costs on Craigslist. And it's whoever is closest to the actual price wins a patch and i ship anywhere in the world and so again we got pornhub 
We got the We Speak English Good uh, thingy here. Oh, Saucy, you want to call in? Are you going to call in? Okay, Saucy, you can just call my phone if you want since you know my number. <laughs> We have a call in. Uh, uh, I'm gonna. You can call me anytime. I'm gonna get on to the first thing, though, mind you. This wasn't safe for work for me. Oh, I'm. Well, maybe I'm in someone else's conversation. Okay. All right. Let's do the first item. Saws. So you can call whenever you want, or you can come on screen since you're in the next room. All right. Uh, first item up for bid: horse-drawn covered the? buggy and horse statue. So this is a statue. Um, Horse. <laughs> this is a horse-drawn buggy, solid iron and wood, incredible condition, absolutely beautiful. Police signs not included. Black wagon, perfect for transportation. Three in front, eight in the back. Lights on side works. If you know any Amish families, please let them know. <laughs> What's up, Saucy? What do you need? Just gonna call you. You're gonna call from inside the room. Okay. I'm gonna call from outside. Okay, call from outside the room. <laughs> Either way, it's fine. All right. Um, lights on the side, which is a great sentence, by the way. Uh, make sure that any Amish families know if they're interested that there's lights on this thing. <laughs> they might be offended. Uh, okay, here's Saucy calling. So Saucy is calling in by using fresh points, which, uh, why not? <laughs> fresh bars. What's up, Saucy? Go ahead. What? This is the item right here. I'm reading it right now. If you were if you were paying attention, you would have known, but you're here calling me. So, roof to keep rain and snow off passengers for buggy, for horse statue, but if buy together. I don't know what that means. Never mind. Okay, guys. Let's uh, let's ask Young Sub, and then you guys can start dropping your bids in the chat. So, uh, uh, Young Sub 3, how much do you think this item costs? On Craigslist. <laughs> well, I gotta break this down because this looks like like almost like a collector's item that someone would pay for. But it's also who in the hell would buy this thing? <laughs> so it's also you gotta take that into account when you look at a price. Right, right. I, oh, but it is like it's nice and it's like huge. So it's not like something that you would just. It's not like a model size right, that you would just right. like put on a desk. Like you have to have like a garage for this. I let's go with let's go with. Hmm. I'm going to go with $3,000. $3,000. Young Sub has said $3,000. Right now we have $7,500, 5K, $1,750, $15,000. You know what? I'm going to give you guys the until the end of this song to drop your bids in the chat. So you guys got until the end of this little tune right here. $30,000. $30,000. Saucy says $30K. Hey, I might have been lowballing here. And there's, I forgot about the horse statue though, but like, who needs a horse statue? I don't know. <laughs> oh, thank you, Raina. <sighs> that is a very stupid song. Okay. All right, guys. <laughs> By the end of the penis song, you, you should uh, know that we are moving on. <laughs> so let's get our drum roll going here. And let's see. Uh, I'm a slow. Tr is it drum? I hope it's drum. Okay. The horse is not complete. So actual retail price. Oh, there's two of them going on Craigslist. 
$4,500. That is right. Okay. 4500 Saucy. I'm sorry, buddy. You went a little over on that one. Who is the big winner on this one? Your favorite? T- oh, 5K is Hate Human, the human Race. Human Race is closest, I think. Hate, hate one. Oh, ho, ho, snap. What's up? Woo. Are you going with the woos? We're going to go with the woos. Hate the Human Race. Uh, he has been he has been just cleaning up shop lately. Congratulations, <laughs> Hate the Human Race. Thank you for playing again. Uh, you can let me know which patch you want in, uh, of course, the the Discord or Whisper, whatever. We got another one, so if you guys didn't win, stay tuned. Here we go. Here's the next one up for bid. We got a vintage Betty Boop life-size iconic waitress statue. Uh, very rare vintage life-size Betty Boop car hop statue. Wow, that was, that was a lot. Uh, perfect condition. Uh, chefs in uh, wait, chefs in the tray is not included. Oh, I see. Chefs in the tray are not included. Price is firm though, and they made sure to capitalize that. Need to see, uh, need to see to appreciate the beauty. <laughs> you can check, you can check one on eBay. You really got to see it in real life if you want to really appreciate the beauty of this horrid. Thing that's a six foot tall Betty Boop. Yeah. Oh my God. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, okay. So, um, how much do you think this item costs on Craigslist, young sub? Well, to me, this is this is like the last one was like, oh, it could be a collector's item. But I know Betty Boop is like actually like a collector, like a right. relic kind of thing. Because like right. my mom was into those for a while. Not like six foot statues of them, but just like you know <laughs> photos and stuff. Right. Right. Um. Price is firm. People only say that when it's like a pretty lofty price. So I'm going to go with. Ooh. I don't know if. I don't know if I would spend it that. I'm going to go with 850 bucks. Hey. So sub says 850. Saucy, what are you saying? Free. Free? <laughs> Dang. Saucy said free. <laughs> He doesn't even care. He's like, that's free. That is free. Okay, okay. So go ahead, guys. Drop your bids in the chat. Um, Young Sub says $8.50. Saucy says free. Uh, I was going to guess $8.52. Wow. Okay, well, Mango, you could... Oh, never mind. I was going to say, you can do $8.51 because you never know. You never know. We get cutthroat like that. All right, guys. You guys got until the end of the scat, man. Here we go. Okay, well, there you go. The scat man has spoken, and uh, it is time to find out. Saucy, like, who the fuck is Betty Boop? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I would never do that to a guest. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. No, it's okay, Mango. You could do that. We could cutthroat. Even even, yeah, even the ge- even the guests get the, the cutthroat treatment in this chat. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let, let, let me get my drum roll, please. This is so juvenile that I have to do this drum roll. <laughs> Actual price on Craigslist. $1,600. Snooze. Snooze. Almost nailed it. Yeah, Snooze Mew. Woo! 
Snooze Mew, let me see. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Snooze Mew has hit it. Snooze! You got it, buddy! Oh, that's not, I didn't mean to do that. Okay. Where do you put that in your house, though? What if you bought that? Where would you put that in your house? Well, it, as you can see, someone has horrendously just put it in a corner of their home. <laughs> so I suppose you could just horrendously put it in your home. And you could show it to your friends, and your friends could be like, wow, you're an amazing hoarder. Congratulations. You hoard <laughs> garbage that you buy off Craigslist. Okay, guys. Well, that is going to be today's round. So thank you so much, everybody, for playing How Much Does It Cost on Craigslist. I, you heard him laugh at the Pornhub patch. I'm guessing it makes for a good Christmas stocking stuffer at Youngstown. <laughs> Yes, thank you for the woos. I appreciate the Ric Flair woos. I'm going to bring our guests back so we can send them off properly. And uh, so give me one second while I do that magic here. And of course, we'll be on the mic while we do it. Because why not? Why not? We're just doing a couple. I I've been trying not to like show too many behind the scenes. So I'm using the BRB screen a lot more. <laughs> All right, we are back with our guest, Young Sub 3. I appreciate your help. Uh, your help? <laughs> Thank you for your help today. I really appreciate it. I, uh, I needed help with my groceries, and you helped me like a strapping young man. Uh, no, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you being open and honest, especially about you know your mental health. And that stuff is not always easy to talk about, so... Again, I always appreciate anyone who comes on and is open about that stuff because it's important to me too. So yeah, dude, I I I, I really appreciate it and I fuck it. I love your stream when I can make it. I haven't been there in a while, but I'm gonna get back there. I'm gonna no, get. Oh, dude, back you're there. a busy man, man. Don't worry about it, dude. You got dude, you got your own a, content to work. Yeah, you got to focus. Well, on. it's 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 like it's not even that. It's like it's called homeschooling. <laughs> Homeschool myself. Right after this, it's like homeschool central you hear that saucy it's time for homeschool what do you got to say about that oh god <laughs> that's my boy everybody get to work saucy that's right get to work saucy okay young sub three when's the next time you streaming i'll be live uh tomorrow afternoon uh 3 30 eastern time hey, so i'm hey. live tuesdays thursdays and saturdays on twitch there you go everybody so if you're not familiar with him and his stream please go and hang out um today we are not going to do any live loops today we are going to just go right into a raid with uh our friend Oh, oh, my bad. Saucy Chicken Nugget also is a streamer, and he's over here promoting his stream on my stream. <laughs> hey, you don't have any stream etiquette, bro. Don't you know you're not supposed to be promoting your stream and other people's streams, bro? But no, in all seriousness, Saucy Chicken Nugget does stream. He streams on YouTube, though, because it would be because uh, he's not 13. So, all right, Saucy, everybody, we love Saucy. Bye. Click. <laughs> All right, everybody give give Young Sub a round of applause. Thank you so much, Young Sub. I will talk to you soon. You have a Dude. lovely rest of your day, my friend. Hey, appreciate you having me on, man. This is a lot of fun.
Thank you so much, Jack. I appreciate you coming on the show. Again, go give Young Sub 3 a follow and a subscription on Twitch. Go follow him up on Twitter and Instagram. All the all the links are in the show notes. So go click around and show your boy some love. Again, thank you so much, Jack. I appreciate you coming on the show and, and telling your truths. <laughs> Anyways, uh, go to rainymystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and check out her latest single, Stew. It is a reggae jam, and I think you're going to like it. Uh, rainymystique.com. You can also find her on twitch.tv slash rainymystique, and she streams Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We Speak English Good is on Twitch as well. You can go to twitch.tv slash we speak English english good and you can find all the thing all the i was gonna say stuff and then things but they all came out together so you can find all you can find um you can find so many things on the twitch stream that you're not gonna find on the podcast so please do come on over and be a part of the conversation uh that's twitch.tv slash we speak english good of course you can go check out the website we speak english good.com you can like subscribe review you can like us on facebook instagram uh twitter uh discord twitch you can subscribe on Uh, apple itunes you can subscribe on youtube and you can subscribe on twitch and of course you can leave a review for us on apple itunes or anywhere you get your podcast where you can leave a review it helps us to be found in the algorithms of the podcast universe and if you're looking for a free way to support the show leaving a review is a great way uh it just takes a couple minutes of your time and i i'm just i'm super appreciative plus i'll read it on air uh, you can also write the show at we speak english good at gmail.com let us know how we're doing what you think how, how, how was the show how how are you how are how has the pandemic been for you write the show i'll write you back and we'll read it on air anyways um that's that you know i'm not gonna go too long but i i had to i have to say something since this is sort of my um my audio journal here i'm guessing that my son will probably listen to this if he's able to and be like wow my dad was <laughs> complained a lot <laughs> anyways if you're listening to this saucy chicken nugget daddy loves you anyways <laughs> that's that's weird uh, I'll just keep saying anyways as well. Uh, anyways, uh, anyways, uh, anyways, anyways, we were at the, uh, I was at the hospital yesterday. I, I went to the emergency room yesterday because I've been, for the last couple weeks, um, I, I know I mentioned this, you know, probably a couple weeks ago, but my, uh, my household has become ill with the corona. Uh, all the corona has passed. But since the corona, and I don't know if it's from corona or not, but I've been having these weird stomach pains. And I don't know what the fuck they are, but they hurt my stomach. They hurt my chest. I mean, like, I can feel the pain going through my chest. It moves around. It comes back at the same time, like, almost every day. And it, 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 I I don't know. It's just a, a strange occurrence that's really got me worried so i was so worried yesterday was the last straw i was just sitting there i don't know what i was doing i think i was editing something and i was like i'm standing here i'm like doubling over trying to work through the pain i'm like this is bullshit like in the past i probably would have just tried to walk it off but i'm not fucking around man i'm almost 40 i got a kid 
I'm trying to see my kid's kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, my dad didn't get to meet my son. I don't want to be that dad. And so that means I have to take care of myself. That means I can't just walk shit off because I think it's a, uh, you know, it's gonna. Oh my god, I'm just noticing some editing problems in the stupid. Oh man, I'm gonna have to go back and fix that. Oh well. Anyways, <laughs> I guess I could take that part out of there. Nah, we'll leave it in. It, it, this is the grittiness and the rawness of this show. Uh, and the laziness of its host. Uh, anyways, there's that anyways again. Uh, I went to the emergency room yesterday and it was, um, you know, it was surprisingly quiet. Um, everything moved, you know, as quick as you could imagine in an emergency room. I think I got there around like 6 o'clock. And I probably left around 10, so about four hours, which I did not want to spend four hours at the hospital yesterday. I do not like hospitals. I don't, I just don't like hospitals. I spent a lot of time there, not personally, like because I'm sick, but just from family. I just don't like them. I don't like them. First of all, I got to say this. I don't know. I, I know that young people are always looking for careers and they're looking for a career maybe they don't want to go through a bunch of college maybe they just want something that pays decently and so they go get certified and so i have these young women who who were supposed to put the iv in me because all of a sudden they wanted to put an iv in me and give me fluids and pepsid ac and shit. It, it, which weird they put pepsid through my veins but it was really cool because as soon as they injected it, like I could feel it kind of go through my system and my stomach actually stopped hurting pretty quickly. So I was like, oh, maybe this is a stomach. Because because it, because of the chest pains and stuff, I was thinking that it has something to do with my stomach because they say that some people will mistake heart attacks or heart failure for uh, uh, um, stomach acids and uh and uh, what is that called uh upset stomachs or um the burning sensation oh my god come on it's the uh, indigestion whatever call it that we'll just call it indigestion so they'll blame heart you know, they'll be having a heart attack and but they think they're having just heartburn it's heartburn that was the word i was looking for so I'm suspicious. I'm like, this, this might be, you know, my heart. And plus, I was reading this stupid fucking book the other day about General Lee. Uh, it was a confederate. It's about the Confederacy and, and the last days of the Confederacy. It's an awesome book, by the way, which I can't remember what it's fucking even called. Oh God, it's the guy. His uh, S. G. Gwynn. He wrote the book, and uh, he wrote also like the Black Moon Rises. Or my God, I'm just so terrible. He wrote uh, uh, Rebel Yell. There you go. I know that's the name of a book he wrote. I read all three of the books, and they're fucking fantastic. Just absolutely fantastic books. And they all take place in this in the 1800s. <clears throat> like the Black Moon Rises is like the Indians and the Cherokees. And the, not even the Cherokees. It's the um, Comanches. It's, a, it's more focused around the Comanche tribe and uh, and then and then rebel yell is about stonewall jackson and like the beginning of the civil war and then that last one which i can't remember what the fuck it's called is about the last year of the civil war and the dwindling of the confederacy which is so good i i mean 
when when you're talking about you know these losing armies and these losing regimes and and their leaders and how they want to deny that they're losing it's sort of like donald trump <laughs> he just doesn't want to admit that he has failed um you know ego and and and, and the fact that that um their president what was the president's name oh my god jefferson davis he, the confederate president president was willing to fight until every last confederate soldier was dead and so you had a lot of people sort of at the end there was so many confederate soldiers just abandoning ship like fuck you sir as like sherman on the north is coming through and just it, what what ended up turning things is they ended up freeing slaves as they were conquering different cities in the south and then they were taking the slaves with them and fighting people so uh it was great it was a, it was smart because the confederacy refused to have black people or slaves as as soldiers and it really turned the war around also they started pillaging like old school Genghis Khan shit like the north came through the south and just start pillaging and of course there was probably rape and uh just all kinds of horror that comes along with war and it, it, it was considered ungentlemanly to uh pillage and and because what they were saying is like even if you're not a soldier in the confederacy if you are supporting the, the south in, in any way you are considered an enemy of the, of the north of the federalists or the federal federalists was that what they were called wow i ate edibles and my brain is spaghetti so excuse me if i'm getting all the facts wrong but this is mostly right and so general sherman sort of turned into this <laughs> crazy fucking pillager who was just going through like wiping out atlanta like we'll fucking burn the whole city uh, uh so anyways uh it really really good stuff anyways the reason why i brought anyways goddamn anyways <laughs> the reason why i brought that up is because general lee who was the main general on the confederacy he had a heart condition that he, he didn't know what it was called it was called it's called angina and it's one of the the it's one of those diseases that you think it's your stomach hurting or the pain of the of, of the chest pains move around they can move around from left to right they reoccur at the same time every day which I, so i'm reading in this book about general lee and i'm like these are the pains that i'm having <laughs> i'm having these pains so i'm like oh fuck do i have angina <laughs> and of course i get out the internet which is like don't do that if you think that you have a serious condition to not go on the internet uh it's not gonna help you um but i went on the internet for like a very quick short while and it was all matching up and i was like fuck i got in china and my heart's gonna just like explode one day so i don't know if i have angina by the way but i um i went to the hospital and they 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 put an IV in me and poorly and I think I was starting off with how young people just want a career that's easy well these two young ladies fucking went in and got their certification to to and put IVs in the people's arms and they were fucking terrible like this young lady she fucking I'm telling you okay as a guy who used to fucking 
hit a vein all the time. As a guy who uses needles recreationally, I know where the good veins are, okay? And this lady could not even hit the good vein. I'm like, come on, bro. She's in there fishing around, like pushing it in, pushing it out. And I'm like, I looked down at one time, and the whole fuck, and this is a 20 gauge, like, it's like two inches of needle, a 20 gauge. I don't know if you guys know what 20 gauge is, but that's huge. And she's just fucking fishing around. I look down, and the whole needle is in my arm. And, and like, I just know she was fucking like my whole left arm is so sore right now it fucking hurts it's like i fucking it's like i'm fucking amateur hour again and fucking at the dope house it's like what the fuck so they tried to do the other vein and they couldn't hit the other vein and finally the other nurse there was two nurses and the other technician i'm gonna call them technician because they were not nurses they're technicians and the other technician comes over and she's like oh well here's one let's try this one i was like oh that's the one i don't like because it hurts i know that hurts and so she hits it right away that same nurse who was going fishing and trying to find the fucking veins she puts that you know that uh, inflatable arm wrap that makes your arm go numb that they take your blood pressure and shit with she couldn't even do that right she did it like three times with my sore arm and I was just polite the whole time. I'm really trying to work on just controlling what comes out of my face. Like, apparently I say sorry too much. And I, um, you know, I, I, I talk over my guests sometimes. And I talk about myself too much. And just so much I got to work on. But I'm working on it. So I was nice. I was polite. And uh, they, uh, you know. I was just like, you know, making little grunts as they're fishing around for my vein. And she's over here fucking, she was like, oh my God, your, your heart rate is really low. I was like, I was like, well, I just took a test at, right when I got in here and they said everything was great. <laughs> so she did it again. She's like, wow, it's really low. I don't know what's going on. Uh-uh. And then she just left and never came back. <laughs> so maybe she was right. Maybe I, my heart rate was really low. Anyways. Uh, I talked to the doctor and they, you know, they did uh, an AKG where they had these weird things stuck to my chest and then they gave me uh, a CAT scan, which they had to inject me with iodine, which made my whole body really warm and it was really weird. I was in like, I felt like I was at the airport getting radiated with those x-ray machines and shit. Uh, it was really weird and I had to like sort of rely on <laughs> meditation to keep my panicky self from going nuts because it's just ugh, the idea of needles in my arm and, and fucking iodine in my veins I just feel like you just feel so vulnerable because it's all internal and you can't you know when when you cut yourself you can see it you can see the heel and you can it hurts and sucks but it's like you can see it the whole process but when it's inside it's just sort of this vulnerability that you can't control and you just i mean it's just no control i mean they are insides you know we we just don't know when our ticker is gonna go click and that's it you know and or our our liver is gonna be like well fuck it i'm gonna just start creating cancer cells you know or or fucking you know whatever our colon just decides that it's gonna fucking you know you ate too much meat and that one last meatball that you ate was too much and now you have colon cancer so it's just you don't know you don't know what's gonna happen and uh that's why i went to the hospital 
in any case they fucking when i look at the when they discharge me well i guess i should say they found nothing wrong with my heart they couldn't figure out anything they were like for now we don't know that there's nothing seriously wrong with you and that you're okay none of the serious stuff your heart's great which was great news that my heart is great because i'm always like oh god i just my father died of heart shit his father died of heart shit and i think that his father died of heart shit so lots of bad hearts in this family so i'm trying to uh trying to mitigate that by not being too fat but uh, it's been hard not to be fat during quarantine anyways there's that anyways again god damn it see i'm trying to control that i'm trying to control what i'm saying so uh when i look at the discharge papers hold on let me let me go get these fucking discharge papers i'll be right back so we have okay so this is what it says as my discharge so i have to follow up with another doctor with a stomach doctor by the way which fine whatever but um this is why they they put reasons for visit and this is what they listed abdominal pain yes nausea no i have had no nausea shortness of breath yes concern for covid no i did not go in there diagnosis nausea they said i had nausea and that's not what i had okay nausea is not something that creates chest pains in your back and in your everywhere okay that's not nausea nausea doesn't do that well maybe they do i don't know anyways it was very weird and this covid 19 like they just threw covid on there and then the doctor said the last thing he said to me he said yeah and so uh the uh, he's like so don't come back unless you uh, are experiencing vomiting diarrhea or fevers or or chills uh and uh, otherwise just follow up with the doctor so i'm gonna go talk to this what's it what is it gastroenterology just i'm gonna go talk to that guy that's not his name i know his specialty is gastro who goes in the who goes into gut stuff like who gets obsessed with the stomach <laughs> i just see i just feel like if you're going into being a doctor and, and a specialist especially it's like you probably should have some weird obsession with it so it's like for me it's just like who, who's the guy who's like i need to know how the asshole works <laughs> i just gotta know I gotta know to the point where I'm gonna spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on my education and and uh, you know risk being sued my whole life so I can find out more about the asshole <laughs> who are these people maybe you're one of these people that's fine I respect you thank thank the good Lord in the heavens above that there is people who are obsessed with assholes so there you go anyways i just wanted to get that out so you guys know what's going on i uh so if i do end up dead from like a heart attack you guys can know that i went to a place with subpar medical services and uh they just said that i had nausea so there you go he died of nausea all right guys I gotta go. I gotta get some shit done. I got lots going on. This Friday, we have Rain of Mystique on the live stream. Please do tune in. 
my beautiful wife is back on the show and we're gonna be just chatting it up and doing it big how we do we also for the live stream i'm i'm super excited to, to start cypher deluxe where we're gonna have people uh if you are a rapper or or, or aspiring rapper it doesn't matter you know experience you don't have to be an experienced rapper you just have some bars or if you think that you can freestyle come on through we're going to be having a cypher going on on the discord and it's going to be streaming live and it's going to be after the uh, it's going to be after the interview with rain mystique so if you are interested please do go get in the discord there's a link in the show notes you can go jump in the discord and you can go under cypher deluxe the, the cypher deluxe channel and sign up and register now uh we'll uh, have more information as the week progresses but for now that's what's up so uh it's cypher deluxe this friday after the interview so around 5 p.m eastern standard time the the show starts at 3 p.m eastern standard time we'll be doing cypher deluxe around 5 p.m eastern standard time so please do come through if you are down to rap or if you're interested in hearing people rap Okay, that's everything. I think who's the who's I think our Friday release is going to be um, Eli and the uh, Enigma. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm like uh, hiccuping. God, that's so gross. Sorry guys. I'm not cutting it out. And if you made it this far, then I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> Interview ended like 20 minutes ago, bro just kidding if you made it this far thank you i appreciate it you're awesome uh yeah so eli and the enigma i think is going to be the podcast release for friday and then the actual twitch stream is going to be rain mystique so come through with that ass okay everybody take care of your fellow human beings hj's for everybody i love you guys be safe be be well don't 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 get don't get diagnosed with nausea don't 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 get the coronavirus it's actually a pain in the ass and reina has lost her smell hopefully it's temporarily but it's uh it's pretty scary it's pretty scary stuff but um you know we're young enough to bounce back but uh you know there's people out there who are vulnerable so protect them protect the vulnerable that's what i say if you're young have fun do your thing do whatever you gotta do but remember protect your vulnerable don't go see granny if you're out at the bars if you can go to the bars in your region don't go visit granny right afterwards don't go to a big old protest and go visit the old folks home and you know just just think about things you know this is real shit it's real shit people are dying so let's just think about things okay enough of that bullshit what am i a psa here what the fuck all right guys be good to your fellow human beings hj's for everybody Bye-bye.